Why, hello there everybody and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Oh, we're doing good. I totally did not set uh, the overlays up right. Uh, <laughs> Malachi and and uh, Crow, uh, Van Helsing, would you kill your cams? Alright, and Malachi, turn your cam on? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, what have you guys been up to in this last week? Anything interesting? Uh, I picked up a game called Duskers on Steam. It's like this, um, I guess it's roguelite because it's not turn-based, but it's, um, you're kind of, it's meant to be immersion. You are the player, but or you are the character, but you're you're on a ship and you control a number of drones and you go salvaging throughout the galaxy trying to, like, board these ships that are getting increasingly more unstable. I had a Trying to loot stuff from them. Yeah, get scrap not die to their defenses and try and just eke out survival from looting all the other ships in the galaxy. Is it good? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's terrifying. Nice. That sounds I, quite cool. How yeah, is what's terrifying? the, like, gameplay mechanic of that? Like, what do you do in the game? Uh, you have, like, a top-down view of all your drones on the ship, and you control one drone at a time with uh, arrow keys, and you can also control all the others with console commands. And you just send them around the ship, and the whole goal is, like, stuff will kill you really fast, so the goal is to never see any enemies. You want to like find them with motion sensors and stuff and lure them to other rooms, then go loot uh. them and never fight anything. And then I just got all of my shit eaten by a swarm or whatever. Just a bunch of bug things. <laughs> oh god. It was horrible. They just like came out of vents and I lost three drones in a few seconds. I was like, oh no. That's oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. It's it's the same kind of roguelike difficulty where I scream bullshit and quit after a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. I've not really done anything. I've been off work most of this week, studying. Yeah, studying. When's that test? Um, two weeks today. Two weeks? All right. Keep yeah. cramming those books. Yeah, I could probably do it with a bit more of cramming, but, you know, I've never been one to study that much. I never really learned to study until, like, my last couple of years at the university, at, at college. Um, I just, I never needed to, so I never learned study habits. Yeah, that's same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Croak, Greg? Uh, well, Croak's been doing mostly just uh, plotting and planning. Uh, I, let's see, outside of streaming some Final Fantasy yesterday, uh, what have I been doing? I, oh, I went and got some personal training for my knees because I have, I have old basketball injuries. And I got to tell you, God, my legs are out of shape. Oh. I, hurt ways. I I remember hurting like this back when I used to run 16s until I just couldn't run 16s anymore. But, oh, boy. Oh, boy. They kick in my ass. For those of us that don't know what a 16 is. Okay. So, you, you know there's the length of the basketball court and the width of the basketball court. Um, when you run lines, you run the length of the basketball court to each line. Free throw line, half court, free throw line, full court. Mm-hmm. 16s, you run the width of the court from sideline to sideline. And you touch each line 16 times. And you have to do it in under 50 seconds. Um, under and that is seconds. one. that is seconds. one, like, rep of a 16, right? Oh it's 16 God. back and forth. And Sounds you usually awful. run those until someone throws up. I, I've never seen I've never seen an entire team run multiple sets of those in under fifty seconds. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fun time. Oh, but. it's not. It's it's a it's a terrible time. But if you do that, you will be able to press the entire game. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, I have yeah, been I, playing Total War. 
Tilla. Yeah. And that's I don't don't know. an addiction there. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dicey with Death got canceled. I guess that's an all-day, all-night stream. Yep, yep. I can't play Dicey with Death. Let's just play Attila. Hey, you know what? As long as we're playing Attila, let's just stream it for 30 hours. Yeah. Well, I. How many games have you, like, won and ended? One. Right, yeah. It's yeah. Total War for you. Yeah, yeah, it took me, like, 50-something hours to get through the first one. Including a bit where, you know, to get the final level of championship, you have to have this one building built in your capital. Yeah. But my capital was a town, not a city, so I couldn't build that building because it wasn't a city. And so there's no way to switch your capital. The only way to switch, switch your capital, your capital but in order to win, you have to build something in your capital that you can't build. What did you do? Did you just let someone sack it? Well, so at first I started just abandoning my capital and like hoping it would just move to another city, uh, to uh -huh. a city, and it didn't, and it didn't, and it didn't, and it became problematic. I was literally going to lose my entire empire, so I loaded a previous save. And someone found online a way where you can go into, like, a registry file and just change the location of your capital from one place to another. So. And that was, that's the only way to do it other than just, like, sacking your own cities. It's the worst. I hate Could you sack assembly. your own city? Like, is that a mechanic that Attila supports? You just send in the army and kill the capital? Uh, there's an abandon button. You can, like, abandon your city, take some wealth, and everyone just flees it, and it raises the entire territory. Yeah. Um, but damn you, Creative Assembly. Your game is fucking addicting and amazing, and you just, just, there's a couple of bugs, man. Some of them are important bugs. Fix it. Don't they have a new Total War coming out soon? Warhammer. Yes, Warhammer. Warhammer. Comes yeah. out in three days. Oh, which, uh, which kind of Warhammer? Uh, is fantasy. it the Space Marine kind or the, like, orcs? orcs? Orcs. Fantasy. You can play it now. I am. Um... See, last week you said you weren't, and now look at you. You know, I wasn't, but I've been playing Total War, like, every day. And every day, there's like 10 or 15 people that say, are you going to play the new Warhammer? Are you going to play yeah, the new exactly, Warhammer? Yeah. And at a certain great. point, you're just like, fine. Warhammer fantasy is an interesting lore. Yeah, I like, like it. I think you'll enjoy that. I, 40k is possible. I haven't ever done anything Warhammer related. Yeah? The closest I've ever gotten to Warhammer is listening to other people talk about Warhammer. I think the nice part about fantasy is nobody knows anything about fantasy. So you, <laughs> you go in with no expectations. Yeah. There's one dead. I'm not sure about flying units. I think that's going to be a little lame. Hey, it's a different mm. kind of game now. Yeah, but War uh, Total War with dragons flying around the battlefields? I don't know. I could see that being tough. That would be an interesting mechanic, because you'd have to like have 3D... like. You have people on your ground that you're controlling, and then you need like a layer on the air so that you could control exactly where it goes. Mm -hmm. That would be it's a like, difficult like, design problem. Like StarCraft, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I imagine like, there's only four races at launch, so I imagine a lot of that time probably went in and balance everything out. Yeah, I think they've had a big problems trying to balance out the magic and things like that as well. So there's magic probably too. Probably a long time. Yeah, there's wizards. Oh, yeah. There's one that like literally stomps units with a giant. Uh, foot that you just summon into existence. But it's all, I mean, assuming it's balanced, Neil, it can only add to the game. No. Say mm. that to Civilization Five expansions. Balanced. Civ Five is a bad game. Civ I'm I, sorry. I liked Civ, Civ Five vanilla, but, but the two expansions for Civ Five, oh man, I hated those. No, I'm I'm a Civ Civilization Ball. addict. Like I I love Civilization. I've played more Civilization Three and Civilization Four than probably any other game. Yeah, I've played, yeah right? And like all those Civ Four expansions, Civ Five is is not fun. 
Mm. I don't know what, I can't point to any one thing about it, but I put 15 or 20 hours in Civ five and just quit. I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. It's better now though. It's been improved thing with patches and stuff like that. But still, I agree with you that three and four were much better. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. No. Anyway, I, I'm not looking forward to the, the magic and the flying. I think there's such a thing as too many bells and whistles that could distract from the game. No. I think it's better because the thing with Total War is I don't know about Attila specifically because I haven't played that, but a lot of the different nations end up being very, very, like 90% the same as everyone else. Thank fucking God, man. Fucking Attila, every race, every faction has their like entire own tech tree, all oh, their really? own buildings, all their own everything. All the units are fucking different. And by the time oh, you okay. finish one playthrough, you're like, okay, I finally understand after 50 hours what the Frankish units are like. <laughs> I'm going to go play as the Huns now. Oh my god, nothing's the same. They don't even have cities. They're fucking nomads. That's quite cool. Then. Oh, it's really cool because you can like, each army is its own city in, within it. So if you lose an army, you're actually losing an army and all the tech and all the cities behind that. It's really fucking cool. It's, it's nice. amazing. And Age of Charlemagne, the one of the expansions, one of the DLCs, is super fucking awesome too. Charlemagne, nice. If Hardcore Heroes goes well today and they don't have anything to plan immediately after that, then I'm just going to play until after this. <laughs> what do you mean if you don't have anything immediately to plan? Well, you know, if you guys get yourself in a pickle and there's some cl something that clearly needs to be planned for next week, then uh, okay. I'll stick around and plan. I.e., this this heist goes really, really badly and Croak dies. Speaking of that heist, should we do the Ratberg thing before then or after? I mean, I got like four days right until my, until my kids. Like, I feel like basically this heist is my character arc in Redport, right? When we're done with that, like the storytelling is going to turn over to you guys a little bit, unless you don't have anything to do, and then I'll think of something. Mm. Well, let's not jump the gun here. Yeah. There are events working in the background as well that may need your attention. Mm. And you can always, engage always. them or ignore them as you please. <laughs> He's really just trying to get us driven out of town before they finish. That makes me nervous. That means Neil is clearly planned for this. This I, I Crow could die today. I'm very, very scared. I, about I'm, three people for too long. Yeah. It's time to throw you on the bonfire. <laughs> It'll, it'll be fine, guys. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Anyway, let's let's actually hop into game. Okay. So, All right. who wants to recap us? Uh, Nick, do you want? I'm behind an experience, but I did it last week. And how much, how much experience do you have total? Total, I'm at eleven thousand two hundred sixty-four. Well, you are behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> how very British of you. Yes, yes. What is your experience? Hmm. <laughs> That is significantly less than me. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer in that it's how you use your experience. Um, anyways. Uh, so, God, what did we do last week? Oh, yeah. So last week, the party um, had narrowly escaped death at the hands of a poor, ill-conceived Ill ogre encounter in which Van took a spear to the gut and nearly got one shot. Malachi was lucky not to be targeted by something and killed outright. Uh, and after getting back to town, Croak, going over the party's head a little bit, went up to a tax collector. Some, I, don't, I don't remember who you talked to, but you talked to someone. You showed them the platinum that you lifted from the ogre's chest in the midst of the battle that we nearly died for. Uh, you You're not supposed to fight him. Just distract him. That's on oh, you. It's, it's all good. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we arranged for a meeting with the Baron, in which Croak... Um, 
projected himself as the leader of the party and arranged for about 20 men to go out with us and attack the ogres and reclaim taxes that have been stolen. Uh, the party marched out. After a long encounter with the ogres that took something like an hour, uh, the party narrowly survived, lost about eight people plus one of the knights. And when going back to town, Van tried to cause a bit of a, uh, a stir and get the party to talk a little bit before the knighthood. Uh, but the Baron rejected that out of hand because he was a poopy McBitch face. Croak <laughs> uh, and Van made up a little bit a little while later. Uh, the party went down to Clydesdale and Croak got himself knighted. Uh, and then you he made up, didn't you? Okay. Hmm? I swapped some spells with the wizard in Hillsborough as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Malachi uh, talked talked to the wizard in Hillsborough, spent some time with them in the keep. Got to live a nice life of luxury for about a week there before copying some spells down in Spellbook. Party returned to Clydesdale. Croak got himself knighted uh, and then nearly died back on the road to Redport when the party was assailed by uh, three griffins, but saved the party by throwing a tarp over the horses, uh, causing two of them to fly off and only one of them to actually dive bomb at us. Uh, party heroically slaughtered the griffin and then heroically plucked all of its feathers. We got the carriage as well. Yeah, we, oh yeah, we bought a carriage cave. and... Um, Malachi bought two guard dogs while in Clydesdale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wolf and bear. Oh, have we shown wolf and bear? I don't know. Oh, you we have art of wolf and bear, don't you? Well, it's all you say. Pictures and you bear say is such a fluffy puppy. <laughs> I pasted some pictures together. Right. Where where can we find those? They're on Reddit. I'm still Reddit. There we go. That's right. I was going to ask you what breed they were, but then I thought I'm just going to take the initiative. There you go. I like it. But um, while, while you're getting that up, I can just wrap up the yeah. week. We got back to Redport and immediately heard the town crier frantically asking for volunteers to go back to Ratburg. Apparently something had come in the night and started slaughtering townsfolk. So I guess our hope that the thing had just fucked off forever did not, did not come to fruition. And it, assuming Croak does not die in the first hour of the session today, we will hopefully go back and heroically slaughter the were-rat of Ratburg. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to your recap here a little bit. You said Croak and, and Van made up. I swear I heard made out. And I was very <laughs> confused. It's like, I don't think that's quite how it worked. <laughs> Almost died. Uh. Oh, okay. God. That'd be a hell of a slip of the tongue, though. <laughs> yeah. Croak wouldn't be expecting that either. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> slip of the tongue. All right. I, yeah, I, I got you. I saw the slip of the tongue. That was funny. Yes. So, um, you guys are in Redport, our lovely little hometown yes. for the time being. And as you get back to your inn, there is a message waiting for you downstairs with the innkeeper. Okay. Uh, he comes over to you, Croak and gives you a, a stiff and kind of awkward, maybe unsure bow, and says, uh, sir, there's been a, a message left for you. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, please, read it to us. Uh, I, I wish to see you at your earliest convenience. You know who. Okay, well, I appreciate uh, you keeping that for us. Um, Thank you very much, mister. I assume our rooms are still ready for us? Yeah, 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 yes. Kel Croak. He says a little ah, awkwardly. Thank you. Don't I like worry. I like pat him on the head and like, go up to our rooms. 
Ben, just, just don't worry. We're still getting used to it, too. <laughs> but, but he is a knight, right? Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm going to act so unknightly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I can only assume that's Boren, and I wanted to meet him anyway. So uh, I'm going to take my two pounds of uh, griffin down. And uh, Malachi, do you... Do you want this here uh, griffin head as a trophy? I know that you you uh, slung this thing down. Um, no, I think the memory is quite fine. Excellent. And I'll take the griffin head as well, and I'll just head out to Barnes. Oh, Neil, um, Van, Van will take it off your hands if you don't want to lug it around. But <laughs> otherwise, uh, Neil, where do we keep the carriage and everything? Like, do we just put it up in the stables or something? Uh, there is appropriate carriage parking that one of the grooms here at the inn can take care of for you. Okay, and Jeeves right, accept right. all that for us? Yeah, we'll just wrap all that cash into your monthly expenses. Okay. We had, we had already kind of yeah. dealt with that a little bit. Yeah, uh, Nick is paying it, for right? the carriage and dogs and horses. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody took the extra expenses into their monthly allotment. Yeah, Malachi did. An extra free choice, five for each dog. Right. Um, yeah. And also, you're paying a monthly stipend for the driver? Yeah, one gold a month. One gold. A month? Yeah. Yep. Makes you wonder how it costs. You said. It was low when you said it, but we didn't argue. Yeah. yeah how no. does it cost ten gold to feed a horse, but one gold to feed a month? Because <laughs> people care more about gold. horses than they do about people. Yeah, it's true. Horses are valuable assets. A I care far more about the horses than Jeeves. I tell him that, Jeeves. <laughs> you make sure that horse is alright, I don't want you losing another one on us. Oh me? shit, we have losing to buy another, another one. That's right. yeah. Excuse me? Alright. Yeah. Oh god. That was 75 gold too, and we just immediately rolled a Griffin encounter. <laughs> yeah. We actually already rolled the Griffin encounter and then bought horses. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you ask us something like, new. do you guys buy horses did, or did something? Did you guys get horses in town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. you know, what time of day is it, Neil, when we get back? Uh, I think this is late afternoon. All right. I shall go to the inn and study. Do I have a spell that I'm working on or not? Um, I don't see it written down on my sheet anywhere, so no. Okay, then I will learn Levitate. And that is second level? Yep. And what is your chance to learn? 75%. That's not bad. It's not bad. Alright. And then uh, I assume, Croak, you don't want me to come with you to Boren. I, I kind of shake my head, like, indicating not right now. All right. Okay. So, Crook, you head down to Borum's Emporium. Uh, real quick, Van, you said you wanted the head of the griffin? Uh, yeah, he offers to take it off you. Like, if you're heading out, I mean, you don't need to carry a giant griffin head on your back. It probably isn't. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna sell it unless uh, you want it for something. Oh, no, that's fine. I, I don't need a griffin head for anything. Okay, excellent. Yes, so I head to Borum's. Uh, you come down to Borum's Emporium. You walk in, and who do you see to the left of your door but your handy-dandy girlfriend from earlier? I give her a big wink and a smile, say, uh, seems that, uh, I had some fun while I was gone. What were you up to? Work. Work, 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 work but 
now that you're back, maybe we can play? Absolutely, that was my thought exactly. Tell me, when do you get off tonight? Whenever you come around. <laughs> well, excellent. Uh, I'm around now. I got some business here with uh, with your buddy, and I kind of point to the, I'm assuming, like, spindly, underfed guy that runs the shop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I say, uh, when I'm done here, why don't we go out and have a have a jaunt around the town? She raises her eyebrows at you. I smile, and then I just, uh, I flash with the, the pearly croak whites, and then I uh, walk over to... Uh, I don't even think I got this guy's name. I just have him written down as guy who runs shop. I think that's it. <laughs> uh, as you turn to walk away, there's a whistling sound and then a loud whap on your ass. As you make your I, I playfully jump um, and then just keep walking. <laughs> All right. Um, I walk up to this guy and I say, uh, so, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, I never got your name. <laughs> uh, that's very funny, sir. Uh, I think Boren's waiting for you upstairs. Oh, oh, yes, yes, Boren. I, I do remember he wanted to, to talk with me. Upstairs, I'm allowed up. Excellent. Um, see here, I pull out two pounds of down feathers from a griffin and this giant head, and I say, these aren't nearly as uh, valuable as my previous uh, possessions, but these are exotic and quite strange. I'm wondering if perhaps the shop might have use for these? Uh, I, I just do sales. Mm. Uh, board deals with acquisitions. All right. Well, I'll leave these here for you to examine, and uh, I'll go have a chat with him. And I just leave this giant griffin head on the like counter and walk upstairs. Mound of feathers and a griffin so, head is just stuck there. I want to do two things as I walk up the stairs. I want to figure out where this light's coming from, because this is lit, but there's no candles anywhere. So I'm just going to kind of take a look around as I walk up the stairs and try to determine what in the hell is causing the light. And I'm going to like examine each stair as I walk up. Like I'm going to put my full weight on it and listen for creaks and other things, um, and just in generally observe the the upstairs. It seems that the light on the the ground floor is coming from the ceiling. Once you get up the stairs and start looking down, you notice that there's faint shadows underneath people. But it looks like the entire ceiling is illuminating downward. Interesting. Is a magic ceiling. Okay. Very cool. I'm wondering, I just croak as a character is wondering if it ever turns off. Like if, <laughs> if he's got a clapper or <laughs> something that turns off his ceiling. Um, but uh, so I, I make note of that. Um, and I, I, uh, I, I, again, I walk slowly up the stairs, taking my time. I kind of uh, put my full weight on each stair, listening for creeps. Um, I keep an eye out for... I guess I just look around to see what's upstairs as I make my way slowly and, and try to find a, a good route up this way. Should have opened up my map. Um, you get up to the top of the stairs, which is along the left side of the wall and goes all the way to the back of the shop. And there is a... Uh, is there a door there? Is it wide open? I spaced out and did not open my map. Here we go. Uh, you get to the top of the staircase, and there's a door to your right. The top of the staircase goes to a wall. Door on the right side. Okay. Um, nothing else up here? No, no. It's just okay. a staircase to a dead end with a landing and a door. 
Okay, I take a good look around and uh, head to the door. And I'll, I'll give it a slight rap, you know, just like a, uh, I, I can't really knock and be heard, but I, I rap on the door and, and kind of wait politely. Okay. Uh, you hear a doorway opening somewhere else, and then you hear the heavy footsteps coming towards you, and then the door opens. Standing before you is Boren's other uh, soldier, Jolene. Mm-hmm. Know if you've met her before? She's yeah, you have. She's about five seven. I stalked her. <laughs> yeah, she's about five seven, 140 pounds. Uh, she wears split mail and has a has a steel longsword on one hip and a steel short sword on the other hip. Yep, she's the dual wielder. Yeah. She leads you down a hallway that runs parallel to the staircase. Uh, there's a door on your left, which she ignores, and then there's a door in front of you at the end of a small hallway, uh, which is already open. And she leads you into what appears to be the office. Now, from the downstairs, you can see that there are two windows on the second floor. You, you're now in the room where you can see out these windows into the main harbor, uh, just beyond them. So, and, I wanted to take a look as I walk into this room. Mm-hmm. Can I see the street from the windows up here? Uh, not from your position at the back of the room or the front of the room. If you were next to the windows, you could probably see the street. From here, you can just see the harbor and the ships kind of bobbing out in the water. Okay. Okay. Uh, to your left, immediately to your left, is a small table that has various alcohol, alcoholic beverages on it. Uh, to the right is a large uh, bookshelf. Um, that's just pressed against the wall directly to your right, because you're kind of coming along the, the right side of the wall anyway. In the back center of the room, just before the windows, is a desk, behind which is seated Boren. And to the, kind of on the left side of the wall, uh, opposite the bookshelf, is a large round table with a few chairs about it. And Jolene goes and takes a seat at one of those. You also notice as you walk into the middle of the room that there's a chest against the same wall that has the bookshelf um, next okay. to the, the desk that Boren's sitting behind. Okay. Uh, he runs his fingers together and goes, Well, Croaky, my boy, how are you doing? Well, quite well. I had a bit of an adventure I, I'm sure you may have heard about uh, since, I, since I left. Yeah, I wasn't good. quite expecting it to be as eventful as it was, but I took full advantage of it. That's great. Uh, can I get you a drink? Ju- Julie, Julie, huh? See, see that our guest has everything he needs. Uh, please, grab, grab a chair and sit, sit down. Uh, we have some wonderful things to discuss. So good to see you again. I uh, I pull up a chair, um, making a very concerted effort to make sure my suspicion doesn't like show on my face. <laughs> um, because there's a complete change in attitude from this guy. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so he waits for Jolene to bring you a drink and to be comfortable and says croak my boy I am so proud of you you have come such a long way when we since we first met a few weeks back and uh, I think it really shows well I mean you just got to know me is all I've been this good at what I do for a long time I tried to tell you that but actions it appears do speak quite much louder than words mm-hmm I couldn't have said that better myself. And, uh, there are a few more actions that we could be taking together for our mutual benefit if we are to be doing business together. 
Uh, I have a bit of a plan here. Please go on. I am always interested in the go in the plans of others. He gets up and starts pacing back and forth uh, beside the windows, pausing for a little while, and then puts his hands on the windows and looks out over the harbor and says, "This harbor is my home, and the goods that flow through here are my lifeblood." Now there are certain people besides myself, who have influence over these actions. One of them is this pesky, pesky harbor master. Uh, he has been cracking down on free trade, and he has been causing trouble amongst the local population. Uh, now, were this the olden days, one would simply just find out that he slipped off the port one night and hit his head and drowned. But in the modern age, with Lord Jacob here, <clears throat> God rest him. Oh, uh, well, God save him. <clears throat> or rest him. <laughs> or something. Uh, th that's just not the elegant solution no more. There will be problems with our old ways. Uh, but there are new ways to have come up. You see... Once upon a time, many, many months ago, a, a young woman, well, not that young anymore, a wet nurse, came upon hard times. Uh, the wealthy family she served didn't pay her nearly what she was worth, and when her family took ill, she had to resort to terrible, terrible things to make ends meet. She pilfered just a few pieces of silver from her masters. Um, I, I found her because out of the kindness of my heart I, I offered to buy this fairly tarnished and worthless silver because I, I didn't want to see the poor girl's family die. Uh, I barely made any money on the deal. But I did it out of the kindness of my heart. Uh, unfortunately the, the young lady didn't quite make the next rendezvous and turns out she was caught red-handed silver in her blouse and uh well she's been imprisoned for some time now now the young lady's employers happen to be admiral orion brighthand the admiral here in redport who has the ear of lord redwing and quite a bit of say over the comings and goings of the port now, if Admiral Brighthand were to say that the harbor master needed to be reappointed or removed, well, that would surely free him up from us. Uh, and that's where you and Aona, the, the wet nurse, come into play. You see, Admiral Brighthand's young son is quite fond of the wet nurse, as you can imagine, as boys often are. And, uh,. I think we have a, a wonderful situation here where we can get Admiral Brighthand's attention and remove this pesky problem all in one smooth and elegant blow. Uh, but to do that, we need Aona. The, the boy is quite fond of her, you see, and will willingly follow her wherever she goes. But she's currently locked up. Uh, so if I'm following you correctly, Mr. Boring. We're going to 
care of myself. The best thief here in town. Spring this young woman. And have her in turn kidnap the young son of the Admiral. And in exchange for his safe return, she will return, or I mean, the Admiral will uh, dismiss this harbor master for you. Yes, yes, that's the gist of it. Um, I can handle it. I see uh, two, two issues uh, a little bit. First and foremost, as always, helping your business is helping my business. And in a roundabout way, I see benefit in this. But it is an awful risk to be freeing such a personally distasteful uh, person from an admiral's dungeon. What uh, what immediate benefit could myself and my men see for this? Well, there can of course be a uh, handler's fee that may apply. Uh, I'm sure you will walk away with a, a pretty penny or two to go with it. But more than that, I think there's a there's a certain respect that will be grown between the two of us if we can work this deal together. Mm. And uh, I think that you are the perfect candidate for this, Kel Croak, because Admiral Brighthand is throwing a ball in a couple of weeks at his estate, where his dungeon is. And who better to join him there at his ball than the hero of the hour, Croak the Returner of Taxes. Now, I happen to have a friend who knows the Admiral in a, a slight way, and I can get your name on that party invite list. Uh, plus two, if you need. Who who indeed is better than a, a Mr. Croak to go and spread cheer at a party? I agree, this is a, a good time indeed to, to go and spring the woman. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. And uh, we have a map, floor plan of the whole place. Uh, oh, even the dungeons better. are not too far from the ballroom. Uh, there's a single guard on the door, but I'm sure a man of your wit can find a way past him one way a or another. A single guard? Yes, a single guard does not uh, mean much to one such as Croak. I believe, uh, I believe I can do this for you. Now, I will need one more assurance. Uh, in fact, uh, I like your plan quite a bit, but I see your position of weakness in it. Oh. Once we have freed this woman, she is well known to the Admiral and his family and his staff. She is well known as a traitor and a thief. How exactly is she going to be kidnapping this young child for us? Uh, well, rescuing her, this poor damsel in distress, is your wheelhouse for here today. Uh, getting the child and making the deal, I can do that on my own. I just I just need a way to get the young lady back. Mm-hmm. I can respect professional secrets. Uh, believe me, I have a fair share of my own. I just want to know that I'm doing this for not charity. I don't believe in charity cases, even if this poor woman was uh, wrongfully accused of just swiping a silver piece here and there to feed her family. I want to make sure we get our full value out of this woman. We have a, as I said, a a contact within the Bright Hand household. Uh, A former co-worker, you might call it, of 
Iona. Well, this woman can easily make sure the young boy is out and about on the grounds, and one of my men can have Aona out and about on the grounds, and the two see each other across the yard, the boy's eyes light up, he runs to her, she picks her up in her arms, and oh look, there's a couple of horses here, let's go for a ride! And before you know it, the boy's happily in our custody, munching on some sweets, sitting next to his best friend. Then a well-placed message arrives at the door, and I think the <clears throat> admiral here would be a reasonable fellow. Uh, no one would like to hear that their sole child has been kidnapped. Oh, very, very understandable. It would make him seem weak and, and uh, well, incompetent, as it were, to not keep his own child safe. The ways of politics make sense like Did that. It would be uncouth to... Did I mention Admiral Brighthand's wife is Baron Redshield's sister? It would oh, not do for Baron Redshield's nephew to have been snatched out from underneath the Admiral's nose. It would be even worse indeed. No, I, I am I am completely on board with this plan, you see. I, I do wonder how long this poor child breastfed to be so attached to his wet nurse at the age where he can <laughs> run to her arms. But be that as it may, I am none to talk about the perversities of other people. Consider it a deal. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I believe the party is on the full moon. Um, there should be an invite arriving for you at the Hobgoblin's Head in a few days. Excellent. I will be much looking forward to it. Oh, while I'm here, you may have heard of my adventures out in collecting taxes. Uh, we also had the opportunity to slay a griffin out on the plains. I brought with me a trophy of the keel, a, a large head that could adorn a mantle, and two pounds of the softest griffin down that uh, plucked freshly from the bird itself. Is it Perhaps uh, you could find a buyer for these things? Absolutely. Is it? Is it downstairs? Indeed, indeed. I left it with your spindly little uh, man to look through. Come on, Jolene. Let's take a look. He and Jolene get up and head downstairs, looks over the griffin head, seems pleased by it. He offers you 50 gold for it. I'll take it. Does he buy the feathers? Uh, yes, he offers to buy the pound, uh, two gold per pound of feathers. So two pounds of feathers, four gold. Okay, I'll take that. Fifty-four gold. All right. That's more gold than we got for saving the taxes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you got a knighthood. We, we literally saved the town's taxes. We God, fuck all for slaying like eight ogres. We kill one griffin, we make 50 gold out of it. It's all right. I'm coming for that dwarf in charge of that city. Baron Wiley oh, Reed. That guy. Yeah. Hey, man, a knighthood is valuable stuff. <laughs> the, the knighthood was the reward. The 50 gold was to you know, keep the, the plebs happy. Oh, so I'm a pleb now. I? <laughs> I think you are the dwarf. <laughs> I mean, that's why, we're, that's why we're coming for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, so for the rest of the day, um, I take Zinli out on the town. Uh, That's sure. My plan. Uh, she she protests and she's got to wait till sundown. Oh, well, she, she, she was said. being flirty okay. earlier, and then when it we comes were being to flirty. Action. Okay, then we wait till sundown. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got. You can go out on the town at sundown. 
party. I basically, basically, I'm gonna fly the knighthood around. We're gonna like go to the nice places in town. We're gonna, you know, if there's a really special restaurant floating on the water, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna like, I'm showing the perks of being with Crow, right? It's it's nice and sweet to be on my side. I right? see. Um, would you make me a charisma check, Mr. Croak? Yes, I can. That's a success. All right. Very nice. Okay. Uh, you have a lovely evening with Zenil? Zenli? Zinli. Zinli. You have a lovely yeah. evening with Zinli. You show her all over the town. And uh, you make it back to your hotel. You're in very, very late that night, if not the next morning. Uh, but the rest sure. of the party, do you have anything in particular you want to do? Uh, Van wants to check the harbor for ships, see if he recognizes any of the ships. And aside from that, I've got nothing. Not until the next day. Um, yeah, Van, you recognize one of the ships here uh, has its home port in Shirebrook. Okay. It's just a, a standard trading ship. Nothing really noteworthy about it, but... You do recognize one of the Shire... Uh, I guess to be more specific, I am looking out to see if Malachi's father ever returns to Redport. With your mithril scimitar? I don't know. <laughs> I, I highly doubt he's going to bring that. But I did I did offer to cure um, disease on him, or whatever whatever would remove that. Uh, I get a spell that can remove charms. I highly uh, doubt I'm going to get the scimitar at this point, though. <laughs> no sign of Malachi's father. Okay. Malachi, did you ever see... Like when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not tonight. I'm just going to study tonight. I'm going to speak to Sithladen tomorrow. Cool. Let's roll into the next day then. That party reconvenes downstairs. Hit the hobgoblin's head. Greg, are you nursing? A, is Croak nursing a hangover? I don't know. You come, you come down with Zimli. Um. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So you guys see Kel Croak, the recently knighted. Slightly overweight peasant uh, walking downstairs with a dwarf whose armor and weapons are jingling about her. So, Croak, is this the reward for being knighted by a dwarf? Oh, no, no. This is the reward for being a very charismatic and charming person. You met Zinli before. Yeah, I think briefly. So, great to see you again. Uh, Mr. Zinley, this here is my other companion, Van Helsing. Uh, I don't believe you've had the pleasure of meeting him yet. Yeah, Van stands up and gives a very polite bow and says, It's my pleasure. Croak uh, has told me a lot about you. Oh, he did. What did Croak say? Uh, he I'm sorry, said that, what? Oh, uh, he did. What did Croak say? Uh, he said your beauty could be matched by no other. Uh... I, I did not believe it at the time, but there is some truth to his words. Well, I he stifle does have a way with his tongue. I do, don't I? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, I have work to do. See you boys later. She gives you another pat on the ass with the flat of her battle axe and walks out. The packs of knighthood. Sir Croak. Cal Croak. <laughs> they are many and abundant, yes. Ah, oh, abundant, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, what, uh, what are the two of you doing, uh, let's say, about the time of the full moon? Uh, well, hopefully not turning into a werewolf. Or a were-rat. rat would be more specific. Had, wait, has there been a full moon since that happened, Neil? Yes, there was. Okay. So since, never, um, never. since the first time you went to Ratburg? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I we would have changed then if that were the case. Yeah. We did take the, like, um, wolf wolfbane. Yeah, you like, had right the ability. Oh, wait, Van didn't even get injured, so he wouldn't be one of the yeah, infected ones. But I did, and I, I gobbled up some wolfbane. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I've been invited uh, to a party of a Mr. Admiral of this year town on the full moon. I should have an invitation plus two coming sometime today. I was wondering if you two might be interested in joining me for some revelry and uh, relaxation after such a harrowing encounter with ogres and hoppies and griffins and hobgoblins. A party? Hmm. I mean, perhaps I will encounter a fellow young female cleric of cheese. <laughs> perhaps you may. You are, after all, a worshiper of a deity of appearances. I am sure that putting in an appearance such as this would be right up your alley. It's possible, and if not, if I drink enough, there will definitely be one there. <laughs> uh, cheers, cheers to that, mate. <laughs> Croak, would you not care to bring your dwarf friend rather than one of us? Hmm. I have a feeling she may be busy about the time of the full moon. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, the invitation's going... I suppose I don't have much else to do. How how long away is the full moon? Um, today is Sunday the 13th. The full moon is Wednesday the 23rd. So 10 days. Ten uh, days. Tell me, should we go to Rapperg in the meantime? I, the town crier did speak of it yesterday. They, they're in desperate need of help. I don't like to leave a job unfinished. I agree with you. Leaving things unfinished can be uh, a nasty habit of ours, but... Uh, I have business to attend to within the the week here. I believe in about four days. Four days. I'm getting How far away is um, Rapperg? And uh, after that, perhaps we could go visit before the, the party is through. I also fear that if we return to Ratburg, it may be in our best interest to get uh, some magical mithril, silver, otherwise potent weapons against this uh, rat beast that we encountered. I do not wish to feel so helpless as I did before. That's I it. am only down to three silver arrows left. That is a fair point. Um, Neil, how far away is Rapperg? I think it's the better part of a day. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I have things to attend to in town over the coming days. Perhaps, Van, you could secure the equipment we need for our quest. Uh, yes. Uh, Croak, you're my sugar daddy. Perhaps you could come and help me out with that. Ah, no pretense anymore. <laughs> I can find some time through the day to, to help acquire, uh, acquire some silver weapons, yes. Thank you, sir. Then it was a quick bow. <laughs> I don't... Okay, well, actually... As much as I like the idea of you two groveling at me, no. Um, <laughs> I, like, stop you, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, Miss Van, uh, there's no need for, for my friends to, to kneel and, and deal with the, uh, uh, oh, there's a word for it. My, I don't have the best words, but all of the, 
all of the uh, trivial trivialities of being a, a knight are unneeded between the three of us. Very well. Then we shall go as friends and secure the weapons we need to return to Radberg. Excellent. As the party starts to break up, I want to scoot up to Croak and ask uh -huh. him. So Croak, uh, this party, does that mean the plan's off? Oh, no. No, no. Plan is a go for for this week. Um, be prepared. When? Four days from now, um, we're going to be we're going to be getting to it. You remind me that morning. I will. All right. Uh, three days. Three days. Three days. Three days from now. See, uh, Croak, I've got some business to attend to with uh, the local wizard. He's always feeding the dogs under the table. Like, if, they, if they're not allowed on the couch, when he's around, they're on the couch, right? They don't heal when they walk, right? That's Croak, right? Bear's face. Like, he's such a fluffy puppy. Oh. All right. Great. Just remember, these are killing machines. So, so when it comes to the dogs, you know how, like, when you own a dog with a family, there's one person that's like, the yeah, master, awesome. right? He's the one in charge. The dogs obey him first. They 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 toe the line. They do the rules correctly. I feel like that's Malachi, right? Well, I hope so. But then there's that one person that just spoils the dogs rotten. He's always feeding the dogs under the table. Like, if, they, if they're not allowed on the couch, when he's around, they're on the couch, right? They don't heal when they walk, right? That's Croak, right? Okay. <laughs> Spoiling the dog. Spoils the crap out of these dogs. Okay. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll head off to Sittledon once we finish eating breakfast. Sure. Uh, why don't we hop right over to Sittledon's place? All right. So there's a knock on the door. Uh, do you hear so a, just... a come in from inside? All right. So I freak open the door, poke my head in. Sittledon. Mm. I've returned. Yes, yes. Looks up and down. Malachi, right? That's right. I helped you organize your spiders a few days ago. Yes, yes. You spoke to my uh, right. former master in, uh, in Shybrook. Right, Rohana. That's correct, yes. Right. Strange woman. She is certainly different. Mm-hmm. Well, you humans... Mm -hmm. You're all so adorable. Well, you're not so um, typical yourself, at least around here. Hmm. So, what brings you here on this fine day? Well, um, it was a while ago that we first spoke, but uh, I have grown to enjoy living in Redport and can see myself staying here for a short while, at least a few months. Um, I was hoping to entertain my mind with some challenging challenges, and I thought maybe you would be the man to give me such challenges. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I could help you run your store. Yes, I could use a spare hand. I suppose you'll be wanting something more than to provide free labor for me. Well, it, it would be preferable. But not needed? No, no. Needed, indeed. Hmm. Uh, perhaps it wouldn't cost you anything, but perhaps you could uh, share with me some of your knowledge. I'd be happy to share anything that I know that you have not yet come across, although I am sure that this is a small list. 
Well, how about we make a simple deal? On a, a human time scale, of course. Yes, that would be great. Every month that you assist my store, I will grant you access to one of the spells in my book. A month is a long time. Is it? It is, quite, yes. I think uh, a month is around... What? A twelfth of a year? Yeah. yeah. Live for 50 years. It's a significant portion of my entire life. Well, a single spell is a significant portion of... is a significant investment or reward. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll stick around for a couple of weeks, and you just see how you feel about me after that. Maybe you'll decide that I have more uses than first meets the eye. Sounds lovely. Uh, and you said you're 50 years old? No. I'm only... Young. I'm a young man, aged 21. And you're out of diapers already. <laughs> That's a good joke. I can't, I can't even remember when I was 21. I'm sure it was many centuries ago. Four and a half. The things you must know, the things you've seen. Have you always lived in Redport? No, no. No, I come from, from far away. Well, not that far, but... You know, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Humans with your bright eyes, thinking the world's all sparkly and new, and there's things to be discovered everywhere. I tell you, after your 80th year, it's all the same. Everybody's the same, and everything's the same. There are no surprises in life. I'd always thought the long lives of elves to be a blessing, but perhaps it is a curse. I wake every day with the renewed vigor of a short life. See the beauty in the world. It's certainly not grey and dull, as the world you seem to describe. Mm, no, but... Well... That's a story for another time. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, you can work in a shop, and we'll see how it goes after a few weeks. Um, yeah, I, I spend time studying, or assisting people if they come in. Do you arrange to be able to like take a few days off at some point if you need to? Like if you need to run out of town for oh, well, I mean I'm working for free, so I figure that I can just let it go. Alright, please. Yeah, does he I think you said he mainly sells spell components. But is is there anything particular of interest in the shop that I get a look up look at? Hmm. Uh what would you mean by particular magical items? You don't see any magical items about. Okay. At least not on your first day. Alright, so I mean, I'll maybe spend like four or five hours there and then head out to find the dogs and take them for a walk and then see if I can find a croak and bun. Okay. Is there anything you guys are wanting to do tonight in particular? You can't um, actually find the dogs because they're walking with me and Van to the to the shop. Yeah. Like I I put them on leashes and walked them through town on the way to the shop. But it's been like it's been like four or five hours by the time I leave, so maybe. They might be back they might be back by then. Uh Crook, yeah. you mentioned at one point that you wanted to like be able to see what magical items are in Boren's office from outside. 
I do. Van offered to do that for you because we are investigating Boren. Like before people go, oh, Van's getting into the thieving business. Uh, <laughs> we are still investigating this guy. And oh yeah, we, we could know, like this would be tactical information, what kind of magical items he has lying about. But um, we could still do that tonight if your character's looking to do that. Sure. Okay. But yeah, we go to the shop blacksmith, I assume. I think we need to change a lot of silver first, actually, because I only have 46 pieces of silver. I don't think that's enough to build a broadsword, a scimitar, and like lots of arrows. That's true. I have 61, but yeah, I think hey, I have 10 silver arrows already. If you want silver things, you can give him gold and he'll, like he can send someone out to exchange the, the silver for you and all that stuff. You don't, we don't have to have you guys looking for components for the blacksmith. Okay. So, so when we walk in, I'm going to introduce myself to the to the blacksmith as uh, uh, Kale Croak, Ogre Slayer, and hero of Wake County. Mm, um, you're the one. Yes, yes, indeed. This here is uh, my man Van uh, Heelsing, cleric of cheese. A pleasure. Um, we're going to be spending some time in town here to rest up from our misadventures out in Wake County. Um, but it will be soon nigh on our agenda to deal with this lycanthrope that is taking hold in Ratburg. We find ourselves in need of some weapons that will do substantial damage to it, and we have learned that silver, coal made of weapons with a coal of silver, will, will hurt and slay the beast. I was hoping that perhaps you would be willing to create these weapons for such a noble cause. Uh, first, let me say it's an honor to have your patronage, Kel Croak. Are you saying there are lycanthropes out there? There's Indeed, a... there are. We encountered one briefly before I had to make my way to Wake County. We thought it had been driven off with magic, but uh, it seems it is time to slay this beast permanently. Well, I can make whatever you need. Excellent. Um, I shall be needing one of these, and I pull out my broadsword. Um, a scimitar for Mr. Van. Croak, uh, I... Uh, Kel Croak, I do not believe a scimitar will be necessary. I have some magic at my disposal that will allow me to create a, a magical weapon that should be able to combat this beast. As you wish. So no, no scimitar then, just the broadsword, and we'll call it 40 silver arrows. Flight or sheep. Um, we've ruled that I can't use sheath, so flight right, for me. The short bow, right? What about uh, you, Van? Uh, sheath, I have a long bow. 20 flight and 20 sheath, if you will. Um, uh, and I guess I'm trying to play this up as like, give me a discount, yeah? <laughs> right, right. Um, Neil, I just, I want to make sure that I establish this. I asked the cleric in town about how you would fight lycanthropes. Did he mention anything about magical weapons working? Because if not, Van wouldn't know that, and he'd ask for the silver scimitar. Oh, I, I must uh, add something. Uh, silver bullets. We need uh, ten silver bullets for a sling. Mounds of silver about that size. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, Matt, you would know by now that magic weapons work. Okay. Get some, like, um, so that's that. Sling bullets. How many you wanted? How many of those? Ten. Plus. All right. I'll, I'll give you a 
discount. Trying to play on his sense of country and pride. Yeah, and, and you're also making stuff. a very large purchase. So he'll yeah. give you a 10% discount on everything, bringing it down to 108 gold. Oh, perfect. I pay him in gold. I have that. Fantastic. Um, ooh, I should say that it will take a little while to make the broadsword before you before you scratch off your cash. These things have to the sword has to be made from scratch. I tell him to go ahead and work on the arrows and the slings first, and then when those are done, work on the broadsword because at the very minimum we'll want those. Okay. So the arrows you can make at ten per day. You wanted forty, so in four days the arrows will be ready. Uh, you can make it thirty because I already have ten silver arrows. So, oh, okay. yeah, I, I already have 10, so we can cut that down to 30 total. All right, well, then also take back. Sorry, I, I forgot to mention, I just noticed that on my character sheet. Take back six gold, I think. Okay. Yeah, take back six gold. Um, oops, that's not right. And then the broadsword will take. More than a short sword, less than a long sword, 25 days. Okay, that's fine. I still want that made, just in okay. case. Um, mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll be getting that, I guess, after our encounter with the Lycanthrop. Sure. Ideally, I'll be the only one in melee. Would Mithril work? Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Okay. Any chance those sling bullets just can, like, come with the arrows? Because, I mean, really all he's doing is going to be melting silver coins down I, into, like, a pebble, yeah, right? The, the, the bullets like, can go with the arrows. That's fine. Sweet. Yeah. Ten, you said, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said ten. All right, just marking down on the calendar when those things will be done. Um, Fantastic. Is there anything else you guys would like to do today? Uh, Van will start doing measurements as long as we're just hanging out in town. Yep, yep. Is there anything else you guys want to do in general, or do you want to skip forward to the day that Croak is meeting with his little thieves? I do uh, have things I want to do, yeah. Yeah, are we going to detect magic? Sorry, Van. Oh, it's fine. I was just going to do you want to uh, do the detect magic thing? You sneak up on his roof. Um, yeah, I mean... Okay, so the way windows work, right? If he can stand at his window and look down at the street, we can stand in the street and look up in his window. Yes. Right? So I would just, while Croak is going for his nightly walks that he does in the city, like, we'll just stop and have you look up through the window and kind of get a feel for what's up there. Okay. Um, let me make sure that Detect Magic will have enough distance. I think it does. Um, it's just that he's on the second story and the street's not that wide, so the angle from which you can see into the building isn't great. Like, you can't get a good view of the, the depth of yeah. the room. I can see through. I can see the auras through the wall, Yeah, but I won't know exactly what it is. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will be able to tell you if he has magical things. But in. now I have seen the inside, right? Oh. And I was taking a good look around. So we don't have to get as good a view as we initially needed, because before I couldn't see him. I hadn't been up inside. So if you can tell me where they are, I can figure it out a little. Um, also, so so this is, these are things Croak is doing. Um, each night, Croak is walking the streets again, um, as he was before. 
and making sure that the guard like patrols haven't changed. And he's identifying two areas. One, what time of night the guards like aren't around Boren's shop, like immediately outside. And when they're not around a place that's like 10 minutes away where there's a nice dark alley where I can set up a distraction. And I'm gonna be continuing that as I was doing previously. I am going to be visiting Zinli frequently. I want her to feel comfortable leaving that door open normally. I don't want it to be locked when I maybe need to go kill her. And I am also going to purchase a wheelbarrow, um, a tarp, like a large kind of tarp, um, maybe just like blanket really. It doesn't have to be a tarp, just like blanket. Um, a hunter's knife, like a butcher's knife type of thing that you would use to scut and like skin and 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 butcher a, a deer. Um, I'm going to buy cloth padding, like you would in like a pillow or like cotton, and a little bit of string. All right. Uh, how much padding do you need? I'm thinking about an inch worth. This is my plan. I'm going to tie the cloth padding to the bottom of my shoes to dampen any sound. Okay. Um, and hopefully be more sneaky, right, when I do that. Um, and a little bit of string so I can tie them. Sure. Uh, you could get the string and cotton for a silver. No, for less than a silver, for like two copper, probably. Okay. Um, and then so those those two things, wheelbarrow, blanket, butcher's knife. All right, uh, butcher's knife is going to be like a, a nice, good uh, butcher's knife. is probably going to be about a gold. Uh, maybe, no, two gold, because the dagger is about two gold. Okay. So a nice butcher's knife is going to be about two gold. A wheelbarrow. Um, oh, and some, like, crab traps, right? Like, if you go crabbing, they have those, like, cages. Uh -huh. You can get some of those. I don't. It is a port, Neil. It is a port. I, are how Do long not have crab? those cab, crab traps been around? Is that something that people have been using for hundreds of years, or is that a modern invention? I don't know. If, if it's something that's how been around they, forever, how then... do they crab? Right, like it's a port town. They definitely crab. If they don't use traps, how do they go about doing it? I have no idea. Uh, my my younger brother is a crab and lobster fisherman, so I should know this. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Um, I think it's a pretty old tool. Been a vibe. Crab has been a viable food source since Native Americans lived and fished in the Delmarva Peninsula. Yeah, but. I, think I, I don't know how they crabbed, right? Like, I don't know. I don't maybe know maybe we can skip that part. Although, like... I mean, it is just like a cage, essentially. Yeah. I feel like you could get it. It's not It's not essential to the plan, but it, it would be nice. Uh, butcher's knife. Will yeah, that, that seems like something that could have existed. Should you roll an intelligence check for society to see if they came up with it? <laughs> well, then we have to decide what society the is, is. Society as a collective has like an eight intelligence. Yeah, best. Um, it's just a net nail, like over a wireframe, like or like a you know an iron frame. Mm -hmm. There's no net. 
Uh, it's just a cage. The crabs crawl in and they fall. It's a, and it's take a, back out. Yeah, it's a cage. Oh, okay. It's not really a net. Uh, Pretending you don't know anything about crabs. I don't. I don't eat a lot of seafood or any seafood actually. I and mean, I'm looking at a picture one right now. That's a net around a wooden frame. But you know. There are wooden crab traps. Okay, yeah. so let's no, not get hung up on yeah. the traps. That's not that's not that important. It would be nice. It's kind of good. It's fine. No, I'm looking at wooden crab traps. They look these look ancient and viable. Yeah, you can you definitely go. get a, a wooden crab trap. Okay. Then I buy one of those as well. Okay, uh, wooden crab traps go for two gold. Okay, two gold. Two gold for the knife. A wheelbarrow. Copper, copper for the cloth and the string. So I need a tarp and a wheelbarrow. How big it doesn't have to be a nice tarp. It could just be like a blanket. Right, like right. Maybe take I just take the sheet from my like room. Uh, so toss out a couple of, like five silver for a big sheet if you want. And uh, a wheelbarrow. You know what? How big is the trap that I bought? About a foot and a half by a foot and a half by a foot. Give me two of those and we'll forget the wheelbarrow. Okay, done. <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing, but this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Added shoes and crab traps and wheelbarrows. All right. Well, I think we're at our breaking point here. So why don't we take our break, and when we come back, we'll see what the hell it is that you guys are up to, and maybe <laughs> we'll go do a party. Uh, but we'll see you guys in a few minutes on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Why, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, Crook, one thing that we were talking about, all the things we want to do, I forgot to mention, the guards. Uh, they are on a different pattern, okay. or there is no pattern to their patrols. Uh, but they are not doing the same patrols as the last time you checked it out. Okay. So I make note of the patrols and, and make sure that I know about the time of night that uh, that uh, they're going to be absent from in front of Boren's. So, or basically, that's not even so important because I think that my distraction will get them moving anyway. I want them basically that like 10 minute away, like other neighborhood. I'm going to mm -hmm. find um, a time when they're not there. Okay. Are we cutting to that day, or? I don't know. Yeah, I think Is there so. Else you uh, do? do we do the detect magic thing, or are you just gonna skip on it? We can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Crow, Crow comes up to Van's like, uh, so uh, I'm beginning to to trust this born fellow a little bit more, um, but he's still very secretive. I can't uh, go up and see the inside of his. Uh, the upstairs. I was hoping maybe that uh, you had offered to see if he was holding any magic there. Perhaps if we see what's magical, we might put to bed any distrust we have in Mr. Boyd. Sure. Sounds fair. Uh, so one night, preferably a few nights before, because you know, I'll just, I, I have like default spells I memorize on any given day. So Van preps for it and then goes out whenever he can next memorize spells and cast detect magic that night. And I assume that after he casts it, it lasts for 10 minutes, so Crook and Van just walk down the street after that. And when they go by, uh, 
then we'll take a look inside of Oren's window. Okay. It's blocked by wood if it's at least one yard thick. This is not one yard thick walls. Yeah. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I, I would call DM hacks. Yes. <laughs> but it's good to know in the future, if I'm ever having a character building a fortress, one yard <laughs> thick walls yeah. everywhere. Perfect. That's exactly Just what you want. Lines of trees. <laughs> uh, so, Borum's Emporium. What time of day is this during? A night. Okay, nighttime. Or that's what you want to do, right, Crook? Yeah, I figured at night. Okay. Um, rather than like having us walk and stop in front of his shop and stare at it in the middle of the day, right? I can do it while walking. But we're gonna want to study where it all is, right? Okay. We're gonna talk. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, I see something here, and I'm gonna think and be like, okay, so that's in this hallway to the left, right? Okay. Using my mental fortress. <laughs> Uh, the vision goes out about 30 yards, Neil, so we can be a pretty decent distance away, about 90 feet. Yes. Uh, you see a... a small cluster of magical auras. That you can't tell how many it is. It's at least two, probably mm-hmm. no more than five. Um, so, so somewhere between two and five magical things kind of crammed together in a very close area. Their, their auras okay. are obscuring how many things there are they, at this distance. Do they seem fairly small individually? Since I can tell it's multiple things. Right. They, these are small things. They are okay. um, from the street looking in. They're on the left side of the second story. Okay. Um, one other thing. The intensity of magic can be detected. Dim, fate, moderate, strong, or overwhelming? Uh, uh, with a 10% chance or automatically? No, I have a 10% chance per level to determine the sphere of magic. And what level are you? I am fourth, so I have 40% chance. All right, so these are, what, is, what are the, it's dim, faint, moderate, strong, overwhelming? Yeah, I think that's the order. Uh, yeah. These are moderate. Okay. I think. You know, that's a, I always find it hard, hard to judge that. You know, like, what is a dim magic item? The book should I, really give you a like example in each category. Right, like as a what's a plus one weapon? What's right. a basic healing potion? See, I go a scroll. I I take like generic plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five as the hierarchy as like the basis for that hierarchy. And if I think something is worth more than a plus three, then I'll say that it's um moderate to potentially strong, depending on. That's a really good method of doing things. All right, then um, I guess these are actually uh, dim then. Okay. Um, one other thing. So I have a 40% chance. It says, but unlike the wizard version of the spell, the type of magic, alteration, conjuration, etc., cannot be divined. Okay. So I think I can detect spheres. Uh, right, which I guess is if it's divinely enchanted. Uh, you get you, you fail your 10% per level on that, so it doesn't okay. matter. Uh, so I tell him the aura... Okay, there's a cluster of magical items. I tell them they're all pretty small, so it might be like daggers, darts, throwing knives, something like that, or it could just uh-huh. be... It, it could be anything small, probably something that he pulls out in a pinch. Um, and they're all they're all clustered, like you said, to the to the left of the, the window here down the hall? Yeah, they were to the left of the window. When I, when I walked up the stairs, I know that we walked past a door. Uh, perhaps these are all in that room that we didn't enter. So not in the office, not in the hallway, but all locked in that room. Neil, can I get a general idea of where they are relative to like the wall, like how far past the wall they are? They look like they are adjacent. If you're looking at the shop from the outside, 
they are on the left wall, like pressed almost right up against the wall. Okay, and they look like they're in the office? Yes. Okay. Yes, if you like try and triangulate the, the location, it looks like it's. Oh, so they, well they're all the in the office. Um, so, left wall, uh, bookshelf, and a chest, perhaps? Maybe they're all locked in that chest. I could see that being very likely, actually. Very possible. Probably the kind of thing he pulls out in a pinch, the product of a careful man. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it seems we'll have to think about those uh, things in the chest. Perhaps there was some poison in there after all, or, or magical poison, of course. Well, I, it seems the investigation con- continues with Mr. Boyne, but uh, I appreciate your I appreciate your help with this matter, Mr. Van. You've done a, a good thing. Any time. Uh, one of the things, the, the, the ceiling of the bottom floor is magical as well. Okay, I, I mentioned that, and I, I assume he kind of explains that off. Like, oh, yeah, it just constantly casts light down. I yeah, it glows, man. It's it's very strange. I'm thinking we might, uh, if we get an opportunity, we might ask for a floorboard from his ceiling and see if we can't just use that as a torch forever. Hmm. We already have a permanent torch, though, don't we? Oh, we do. We have your staff. Never mind. I think Malachi gets continual light next level, too, but that's, you know, that's out of the game, obviously. <laughs> All right, so that that pretty much, unless you have more you want to do with that, wraps up what I need to know about his magic items. So they're all in that chest. Yeah, you do you. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see a thief heist. That's one of my favorite things to see in D&D is when people actually plan out elaborate heists and break into places. Elaborate heist, elaborate heist, elaborate heist. Ah, ah, ah. Um, how many days do you want to skip ahead? Um, I want to skip it. Like, basically, I've talked about all the things I'm doing each day, right? Doing the guard thing, visiting Zinli at night. Um, basically, I want to skip ahead to meeting the kids. Okay. Uh, the day before oh, and that you morning, meet the kids. I'll, I'll remember to remind Malachi, like, to not and that. Okay. Uh, the day before you meet the kids, that evening, uh, that's Tuesday the 13th, Malachi, you fail to learn levitation. Fuck you. Again. I failed to respond. Seventy five percent chance you should learn three out of four. Yeah, that's my famous last words, eh? Alright, um I'll go for Web. Web, second level spell? Yes. And seventy five percent chance? Yep. you with access to all these spells being able to pick and choose aren't you lucky um all right so uh next day this is the day of the heist so of your thing this is also the day that the arrows and bullets will be ready you can of course pick them up after this you don't have to pick them up today but they are um, ready whenever you guys i think want. ban could just go pick them up right i mean i'm yeah doing i think so i mean we paid for them in advance right yeah and i went i went there with him so i think he knows that i'm kind of like yeah uh, you, you just want to pick them up in the end of the day because they're still being built today. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go there in the evening. Sure. Pick up all the stuff. All right. Heist time. Okay, so, like, morning, I meet the kids, right? Mm-hmm. At the scheduled place near the docks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully both of them show up. They do. Excellent. I, I want to say, first of all, uh, youngsters, I must have 
apologize for the delay in this plan. Um, I was delayed by some ogres in the hills that uh, needed to be dealt with. Now, you uh-uh, two have shown me great potential. We heard all about it. You don't uh, recognize Kale Croak, Ogre Slayer, hero of Wake County? You don't look like a knight. No, I don't, do I? That's the first lesson for you to learn. Being seen is not necessarily the same as being noticed. I'll give you that one for free. Now, you two have shown me great promise as potential thieves. I see a lot of myself in you. Here's the deal. I'm planning a rather significant heist at the moment, and I need a distraction. I need you to light fire to a tent. It will then explode. And then I need you to be seen by the gods and lead them on a merry chase through his city. Now, I know people, I was a young orphan once and did my very fair share of leading gods through the city. And if you need help, I will help you see which alleys to use, and I'll teach you. You have two of yourselves. Never be seen at the same time, right? How one of you be seen, disappear, get in an alley. The other one of you be seen, disappear, get into an alley. Lead them down to the harbor. Lead them on a merry chase before disappearing altogether. Now, if you get caught, because I know you're not as practiced at this as I am, I will get you out of jail. I am a knight. I have a pool to do so. Do not speak of the fact that you were involved in a heist or knew me at all. You just happened upon a tent and wanted to see what was inside, and it happened to explode when you went in. That is the story. And uh, it will be far-fetched and hard to believe, I'm sure, but if you stick to it, and which is, as with any good lie, a large kernel of truth, then you will be able to keep them at bay until I have the opportunity to come and knock in. I would prefer the two of you do not get caught. If you need to, I have a few hours this day I can practice with you, being seen and not noticed, and then disappearing through these alleyways. Upon completion of this, if you do it well and get caught and don't squeal or just escape altogether, you will have passed my final test and you two can become my apprentices. I will teach you how to be like me, not just Kale Croak, but also the shadow of Shirebrook, the best thief in all the land. So that is the deal. Shall I show you the place? Come, follow me. And we walk and I show them this neighborhood that's uh, like a block or two away from Boren's and this alley I've picked out that's dark and cramped. And I say, here's where we'll be setting up the tent. And I show them the flower they gave me. I said, this here is flour. Usually very mundane. We use it in cooking. I quite like a good meal. You might be able to tell. But it's a powder that is quite flammable when it is dispersed in the air. We're going to disperse this uh, through the tent in the fine powdery mist. Then when it's light, it will all burn very quickly and all at once. Uh, it will cause a, quite a big flashpoint explosion. Very fiery, but very brief. 
It's good enough to get attention, but not necessarily to do a lot of damage, unless it catches other things on fire, which is why I've picked this here dark alley. There's not a lot here to catch on fire. Then be seen and run away. I've picked out these alleyways here, and I just kind of, we just walk through the, the city, and I begin showing them the places of like, how I, I begin using my like hide and shadows and and moving silently, like showing them like the way through the city that I would choose to use. But they're also orphans themselves, like and, and urchins of the city. So if they know a better way, right? I'm listening. It's like a collaborative effort. And I begin teaching them for like the next three or four hours, like the art of being seen, but then disappearing quickly, and then having the other one do the same, and just having them I'm leading them through the harbor. And then eventually I'm showing them like the hide in shadows of like, okay, when it's time to disappear, just disappear. I only need you to lead them down to the harbor for a little while. And we, we begin doing that for some time. Um, we then, you know, if they field questions or whatever, I, I, I will do so. Um, I then uh, basically have arranged to meet with Malachi at the designated like midnight um, in front of Boren's shop. And we will wait until night falls good and dark, right? Maybe a couple hours before midnight. And we know that the the crook walks the street normally. So we meet the kids at the, the designated alley. Um, at, I don't you know, meet I don't hours. meet the kids. I'll I'll wait aside. Huh? I won't I won't show my face to the children. No 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 no. You're supposed to meet me at Boren's Okay. I'm meeting the kids myself. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're going to wait for me in front of Boren's. I'll show up there. I'm going to meet the kids before that and then go yeah. walk with Boren's. So, we set up the tent at, you know, night o'clock, having um, waited for the guard patrol to, to reach the point that I know it's not going to be in front of this alleyway. And I have the kids begin taking the flower bags out and like handfuls at a time dispersing the powder inside the tent so that it gets nice and powdery and thick and fluffy and whatever. And, and we this do this in the until... alley behind Boren's shop, right? No, not behind Boren's shop. This is that other block. Oh, right. Right? We, we don't want the explosion to happen near Boren's shop because I don't want to wake him up and get people there up of in course. ours. I, I just wanted to double check because I thought you were crazy for trying to light a fire behind Boren's shop. No. Okay. Somewhere no, good, else. Good. Got it. We go to that other alley. We wait for it to, for the guards to pass. We begin, we set up the tent. We begin dispersing the flower. I make the kids do most of it and I just kind of observe. Um, I teach them how and then like, I don't want to get flour all over myself. Um, once all four pounds of flour are dispersed into this in a nice powdery mist. I tell the kids, um, wait for 10 minutes or five minutes, it must be. Wait for me to disappear out of sight and then wait again another length of time that's equal to that. And then use this. I actually give them my flint and tinder. Um, no, nah, can I just have purchased a torch at some point? It's a copper, go for it. Yeah, okay. I hand them a, a torch and a, my flint and tinder, and I say, after I've walked away, light this up and uh, catch the tent on fire, and then move out of the way to our designated positions in the alleys. It will go up fast, and it will go up strong. 
um, and it will get the attention of anybody that's out and about. Okay. And I tell them this, and I begin walking towards Borns. All right, so you start walking towards Borns. Uh, a few minutes later, you hear some excited cries. I don't know if the blast would be lo- loud enough in a tent to be heard from your distance, but... It's going to go, like, <laughs> four pounds of flour mm-hmm. is going to go up like a huge... It's it's going to be seen through most of the city. Really? Four pounds of, of flour is a huge explosion, especially when, when seen there. I don't know how loud it'll be because it'll mostly go, right? But it's going to go up. It's it's a big one. All of that, all of that flour is going to go. Watching a short video of people exploding flour right now to get a better idea of how <laughs> this is going. I want to watch this too. Uh, it's fun. You could, like, check it out. Whoa. Okay. That's pretty yeah. intense. It, it burns fast, and then it's done. It doesn't burn anymore. It just goes, woof, and then it's done. Yeah. That is cool. I will yeah. link the video in chat. If you guys are on YouTube, uh, Google bread flour plus camp flyer equals explosion slash slash do not try at home. And really, do not try at home. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, would I, not have expected that much of a blast from it. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were crazy, Greg. I thought it was, uh, no, 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 no. It's what it's what happens to sawmills, right? You get that carbohydrate particulate particulate in the air, and it just burns, right? Wow. And I'm using enough that it's gonna explode, but like not sawmill fire level, right? Yeah, it, it's more like rapid expansion, not a big. It won't go boom. Right. So right. It won't pro- go boom, but it's gonna go foof, and it's gonna be. So there's a, a quick light in the sky, and you hear cries. And as you guys make your way towards Borum's Emporium, you actually hear a few church bells starting to ring. Um, and people wake up, and the, the bells ring, warning of fire and danger. So as you approach, I step out from the alleyway to greet you. Okay. Has the, the explosion happened yet, Neil? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Looks like it's I on. Say, uh... I see our distraction is aptly timed. Let us right. be, um, and I begin tying on the cloth portion uh, to the bottoms of my of my uh, shoes to dampen any s- footsteps I may make. Um, and I ask uh, Malachi, uh, could you perhaps see through the window there and cast your sleeping spell up at the top of the roof there? I don't know if these bales would have woken Boren or anyone else in there, but if they were perhaps gently massaged back to sleep in their tired natures in the middle of the night, they might be persuaded to rest their heads once again on the pillowcase. So the range is 30 yards, Neil, and it says all creatures to be affected must be within 30 feet of each other. So is that enough to cover the top floor? 30 feet radius. Um... 15 feet radius. Okay. Is that enough to go for the top floor? Uh, so I'd slip that one past you. looking at some math right now. We're expecting his bed to be up there, Croak. Did you see it? Have you seen it? Have you been up there? I have been up there. There was a room that was bypassed next to his office that I am sure must be his bed uh, room. Okay. If you were to place the center of your spell at the office wall on this side over here, that's where that room would connect to. And so your radius would dip into that room. All right. Sounds like it works to me. 
So I'll cast a bit of a wall in now. Or if I can look through the window and get a slightly better place, I'll do that as well. I'm just looking up specifics of spells. And then we invis each other, or I invis both of us. Uh, can you roll me 2d4 for the number of hit dice affected, please? Yes. Six. Six. So, I'm going to make a quick lawyering like chance here. I know that creatures above five hit dice are immune to this. This is my this is my thought here. If it was the middle of the night and you were groggily awakened, right? And then magical sleep was cast on you. It might not knock you out per the spell, but that would probably be enough to make you tired and feel like just laying back down and returning to your sleep, right? It doesn't take a whole lot to to pull you down back into sleep if you're just kind of groggily awakened in the middle of the night, right? You're telling me, man. Yeah. Like, it'll... <laughs> I think that even though, it, like, if, if they're just, like, wide awake playing chess, clearly it won't work. But this is the middle of the night and they have to sleep at some point. I feel like this would, even if they're at like five hit dice, could potentially put them back to sleep naturally. It's just like, it's like taking a little melatonin. So that means I can use sleep spells against you guys as long as you're kind of just waking up? Yeah. As long as it cuts both ways. We'll wait against a problem that hasn't even arisen yet. I mean, if you cast a sleeping spell on me at midnight when I'm already asleep, I think it's fair to consider me under the effect of that sleeping spell. If I'm awake, like if I'm awake on watch, that's a different story. I especially like this lawyering giving me flexibility later on when, for all you know, Bori could be zeroth level. He may not have. He could be. He could be. All right, and then croak. I say to you, right now, the invisibility. Oh, um, indeed, if, if you feel it's, if that's in the best interest right now. Well, what are you doing now? You're gonna unlock and we're coming in, right? I am, yes. All right, so I cast invisibility on both of us. Okay, Oof. I take out my thieves picks and unlock the front door, hopefully. What is your... 75%. Okay. Open locks. I fell, is... I fell that a lot. 75%. That's only about a one in three chance of succeeding. Where's my lock quality page? Do we have a backup? Croak, this doesn't work. I whisper to you as I see, like I hear the, the door being tampered with. Yeah, I'm going to break the lock open with a... I'm going to break the lock open with a uh, crowbar as Well, a climbing python, but it'll yeah. work like a crowbar. Uh, you said 75%? 75. The lock opens. Yes. All right. I slip inside and I I, t- I like motion. Oh, uh, I whisper because I can't motion it, Malachi. Yeah. I whisper and I say, um, keep silent and move very slowly. Like, let me do the sneaking up the stairs first. Yeah. yeah. Um, first so of I- all, is it bright in here? It is. Is the it ceiling is. glowing? Yes, it is. It's bright as daylight. All right. Beautiful. 
Um, I begin making my way with my padded feet, moving as silently as possible up the stairs. What is your move silently chance? Uh, my move silently is 55. And hopefully improved by my pads. Okay. You make your way up the staircase. Malachi, what are you doing? Uh, you have no yeah. idea where he's going. You hear his whisper and then silence. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening out for his movement, so I know he's moving. So even if he's maybe quiet, I might hear something. You, you hear I'm nothing. Gonna, I'm going to stand still in this room. Okay. Anywhere in particular? Just against a wall behind the door. Okay. Where I can see up the stairs. I take it the door is shut then. Yes. Right. Yeah. All right. Croak, where do you go? I make my way up the stairs to the 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 hallway. Yep. You get to the um, top of the staircase. There is a door to your right. Right, right. We get to the door to my right. Is that locked? It is not. I op- um Does it have hinges? Yes, it does. I take out some lamp oil and I oil the hinges. And then I open it very gently to make as little noise as possible. And then I continue moving into the hallway. Um, the, I check not the office first, but there was a door to my left as I walked in. Um, I check that first. I listen at that door for sounds, actually. What is your detect noise? Uh, <laughs> 15. Okay. Uh you hear the sounds of regular breathing coming from the other side of that door. Okay. Um, I, I gently, uh, um, I oil the hinges of this door again, if it has any, and I gently check the lock to see if it is locked. It is locked. Uh, Neil, people's rate of breathing slows down and gets elongated when they're asleep. Would he notice that? Like, they, people breathe much more slowly when they're asleep. Right. Would, yeah, did he yeah. Move? Okay. But That's it's, what he's it's saying, very steady. You know, it's a very okay. continual... Um, if, if it is locked, I um, try to pick said lock. 75%? Uh, yes, the lock is picked. I open the door on its oiled hinges as quietly as possible, and I peer in. The door swings open. Uh, how do we do this? Before you is have all these things marked and I have no idea what they are. Before he's at a small table. It's about two feet wide, one feet deep. It's against the back wall. To your right and kind of in front of you a bit is another door. It looks like it would lead into the office as well. Like the office has a door leading to the hallway and into this bedroom. Because in the uh, in front of you and to your left against the back corner is a bed with a sleeping lump in it. It has a little nightstand next to it. And there is a wardrobe against the same wall that you were walking through. Um, kind of a, near the bed. All right. Um, but other than that, the room is pretty sparsely furnished. Okay. Uh, there is there somebody in the candle, bed? A burnt out candle. I walk quietly up to the bed where there's a sleeping person, hopefully, and I slit their throat. All right. You run your knife across their neck. Their blood spills all over the blankets. Is it Boren, though? Oh, yeah. It's him. Okay. All okay. right. I pull out my tarp and I lay him on it, um, and let the lo, um, let the blood pool on the tarp and like the sheets, uh, not the ground. And then I check the office real quick. Now I'm moving quickly, like silently, but like quickly, like with purpose, because like there may be someone in there. Right. Let me quickly double check something that I think I overlooked earlier. 
I did overlook something earlier. Um, uh, Van Helsing, when you were with with Croak, what time of day? It was nighttime when you were. Yeah, doing we probably this walked stuff. like across the other side of the street, and I, I imagine we went like, like Van looked up when they went by, but I don't think they actually we actually stopped because I can move while doing it. We, I'm, I think we stopped and looked. Right, I just I I did not it. consider Boren to be in the shop at the time, so I gave you. I, I missed some magical things that would have been in here because I forgot Boris oh, slept nice. in the shop. Okay. Extra magical stuff. Yes. Um, so other things that you would have seen. Actually, you would have noticed um, two clusters of magical things. There's the, 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 the cluster with all the faint stuff, and then there was another cluster that had more. Just like it was a big hodgepodge of crap. It's all clustered okay. together as well. Uh, and they were in all the dim. Back. What? They were all dim in uh, potency? No. Uh, there was a mix of strengths. Uh, okay. Well, you definitely noticed at least one thing that was moderate, and that kind of washed out other things in that area. Okay. Did he have really badass daggers? Was that his thing? I have yes. in my notes on Boren, fancy pair of daggers. Yes. So as you're, you know, scrounging around Boren and slitting his throat and Putting the, letting the blood pool on the tarp and all that. Uh, you see, resting on the nightstand, kind of hanging over the nightstand, is a, uh, a belt that has a pair of daggers sheathed on either side of it. It's like a sword belt, but specifically with daggers. All right, I'll take those. Okay, they have uh, broad, rounded, flat blades with alternating bands of gold and onyx going down them. They lock a, lack a cross guard or a handle around their tang, um, and each end kind of ends in a, a ring. So think like um, a dagger with a kind of... They don't have a cross guard? They do not have a cross guard, and they don't even are have a Are they meant handle. for war, or are they like hunting knives? These look like throwing knives. Oh, like, that would be got, why like, they that ring around them, guard. and the, there's no handle to really hold. There's just that tang that comes out. So they're really aimed, and they're nice and flat. They're, they're designed for throwing, and they would be really, really uncomfortable to use in melee combat. Okay, cool. Really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll, I'll take those. Um, I check the office quickly and quietly, as, like with purpose, quietly, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, sure. You head back to the office. The door from the bedroom to the office is unlocked. Uh, there's no one in here. Great. Um, I take a cursory look around for a key. Uh, you see no key in the office. Okay. Um, I, I leave, I check Boren's room real quick for a key. You find some pants on the ground, kind of kicked under the bed that have a key in a pocket. Excellent. Um, I leave the, I leave the body, um, on the, on the tarp bleeding out for now. Um, I kind of, I like tie the corners up a little bit, like on like the bed frame and like on chairs or something so that it pools and doesn't like leak out all over everywhere. And then I walk back down the stairs and I say to uh, to Malachi, it's like, um, the job here is done. Uh, we have the shop. Uh, let us uh, stay invisible and follow me. Uh, we need to make a house call or two. Um, and uh, I open the door and wait for like two minutes or like, no less than that, like a minute, like enough time that like Malachi could walk out. And then I close the door and I lock it and begin walking to Zinli's place. So I come out and put a hand on his shoulder. You can't find him. him. No, he's visible. I'm visible, right? Because I killed a dude. 
Oh, right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. What, so, did you, uh, what did you find, Croak? Uh, Boren, sleeping. Um, I slit his throat. He's, uh, he's saving there for, for me to deal with later. Um, and, uh, I found some fancy ass daggers and a key. So the, the shop is ours for now. Uh, let us, let us go and make us a couple house calls. The night is not done right, uh, right as yet. Okay. Um, and I lead the way to Zinli's place, okay. which is hopefully unlocked. I keep a hand on his shoulder. My comings and goings. Uh, no, she keeps it locked. Darn. A, a guarded individual, even with her lovers. Okay. Um, you guys make it back to Zinli's house. It's dark. Uh, seems that the fire has been put out. The bells, I knock the church on the bells door. have stopped ringing by now. I, I, however it is, I normally come to her house late at night, like I've been doing. I, I, I do the same thing. Like if it's a knock or if I say, you know, Zinli or whatever. Right, whatever. Uh, she comes to the door. Uh, opens it. She's already dressed in like a, a night robe. Mm-hmm. Grunts at you and goes, huh, couldn't sleep anyway. Come on in. Thank you. Um, and I, I kind of leave the door open for a little while before turning around and closing it to see if Malachi wants to come in. All right, um, I slip in. And then I close it and I sit on the bed and I say, so Zinli, I have an important uh, thing to discuss with you before uh, we go any further. Oh, good. Me too. You see, uh, uh, Mr. Boren is uh, having a change of, uh, well, authority at the shop. It seems I will be taking over now. I would like you to... She starts to back away from you slowly. I would like you to join me. I have quite a bit of affection for you. And uh, I believe that it would be quite a good thing to have you on board still at the shop. I would hope that uh, you join me for, I will continue to pay you, of course, along with whatever other pleasures we may find ourselves at the same rate. You can have the, the same job and in fact, have a little more power for I won't be able to stay here always. You will be the one in charge during my absences. And I was hoping that uh, you would see that it is truly a better option to be with me than it is to be against me. What is your reaction adjust for your charisma? Uh, my reaction adjust is one. Plus one? Plus one. Yep, I have 13 charisma. Uh, and I'm her lover, so I don't know. Maybe I can get a bonus for that. Yeah, I'll take many things to consideration. He is friends with Van Helsing. Does that rub some, uh, some, <laughs> that rub some charisma on it? <laughs> I do have a plus six. Does he get like a plus one <laughs> bonus for that? <laughs> If anything, that should lower his, because he's not used to having to, you know, be on around other people. Uh, but no. She is has kind of backed over to where she normally takes off her weapons and armor and clothing and, like, stashes them for the night. So she's over in the area of her weapons now, uh, but she's not reaching for them. She looks across the dimly lit, candle-lit, small room that functions as her house, and she says, so, is he dead yet? Yes, indeed. You see, he murdered one of my friends, and this is what I do to traitorous murderers. Now, I don't wish to do the same to you. I have, Like I said, I've taken quite a shine into you. In fact, I would like us to have a mutually beneficial relationship. In fact, you could be mostly in charge. 
I want you at my side while we run this shop. It'll be Oz now. Mm-hmm. You can trust me. Traitorous. That's what you called him, huh? Yes. Well, traitorous is a strong word, but he did murder a friend of mine, and he did cheat me out of some gold, so I think it accounts. I'm sure it was just business. Indeed. Well, maybe you've heard tales of dwarven loyalty. And at this point, you need to roll initiative because she reaches for her battle axe. All right. This is why um, I brought Nick. Malachi. Let's murder you, people. You can also roll for initiative. Yep. Uh, Does he get automatic surprise if he tries to break invisibility for it? Yeah. Casting spells breaks invisibility? I, I assume not, given that you can cast spells in Wraith form, Neil. So Casting you, spells should break invisibility. I think it says so in the rules. Okay, let me say it's a So roll initiative spells. for your team, a d10, please. I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. Uh, so roll initiative. Um, are we gonna do group or are we gonna do weapon speed? I think we always do group, isn't I think weapon speed's the optional way. Yeah, weapon speed is optional. Yeah, so okay. we, we do I'll roll it then. Alright. Initiative seven for the for us two. Okay. She lunges for her battle axe, grabs it, and jumps over the bed towards you. Uh, making uh, a swing. What is your armor class croak? Six. Neil, for reference, if Neil ca- or if if Nick casts a spell, he's fine as long as he doesn't attack her in doing so. So he can cast neutral spells without breaking invisibility. Hmm. Very useful. All right, she whaps you with her battle axe for six I hope she's points not level of damage. On five, you take six. Party's uh, okay. turn. Um, well. Alright. I cast sleep on her. Oh, okay. Do you have another sleep memorized? I sent it to you in, uh, in roll 20. Oh. Before our list began. Uh, yes, you did. There you go. Yes, you did. Alright. You cast sleep on her and she tumbles to the ground. Well, I'll roll first now. Two. Oh, she does not tumble to the ground. Thank you. I was Shit. not paying attention. You totally had her. She stands. Croak. No, oh, so so. <laughs> I want to chest out these daggers. Can I throw them at her and not have a penalty? Uh, no. She's like in your grill. All right. Well, broadsword it is. This is unfortunate. I don't know. Uh, she is unarmored at this point in time. Right. Oh, right. We, we got this bitch. That's a 14. That'll hit her. That'll hit. I'm as far away as I can be, by the There's way. There's six points of damage to her. Okay. If I can be, like, just at the front door, if I can see it from there, that's where I am. Sure. I think sleep would break in Viz, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, you hit her for six. Initiative time. Uh, Should I roll? Sure. Three. Nice. You guys go first. She notices 
Malachi and spits on the ground. All right, fuck this bitch. I cast magic missile at her. Roll me some damage. Nine. Ooh. Nice shot. The magic missiles splatter her across her chest and she grunts with pain, looking wounded. Croak. Uh, that's a six to hit with Thacko 18. No. Off by two. All right. She slashes twice this round with her battle axe at Croak. Oh, I'm dead. Shit. Maybe. You One do have 12 hit. HP, right? I have AC six. One hit for 11 damage. Oh, oh. shit. Max damage. Shit. Uh, and the other is a miss that almost lands itself. Like, it hits the door or a wall behind you. She wrenches it out, breathing heavily. Holy shit. And she says, Croak, you pissed off the wrong dwarf. Well, I did everything I could to change her mind. Initiative. Oh, God. Six. She goes first. Oh, no. Battle axe comes Damn whistling it. through the air again, landing against Croak. You're dead. I am dead. For nine points of damage, hacking deeply into Croak's chest. That could have gone so differently. Yeah. Ah! I back out the door. Hi guys, yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. You back out of the door. Oh, shit. Uh, the dwarf <laughs>, laughs at you, calls you a coward. Let's get a break. Fuck. Why, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. I think you should probably start with Malachi, because Van's probably asleep at this point, just kind of hanging out in his room. Yep. Yeah. Unless you want to say I get Buck, just fine. Uh, well, you flee into the night. Yes, the dwarf I do. kind of chases after you a little bit. Does she have anything? Throwable weapons. She can hurl her battle axe at you. I mean, but I, it's not I go around the back thrown. of the house as soon as I get out the door. So yeah, I'm not just running in a straight line. Battle axes are not meant to be thrown, and it's dark. And even I think if you've it got hit, a head a start 50, on her, so. a hit would be a 50 50 between the pommel and the head as well. Yeah, so it's a. She hurls her battle axe down the street at you, calling names. Um, people start to come out of their street, you know, out of their houses. She walks over, picks up her battle axe, but by that time, you're gone. I consider going to the guards. This woman just killed a knight. I mean, honestly, I from this campaign, I'm learning fuck all dwarves. You should totally do it. I've been saying that since fucking the first episode. Fuck dwarves. All right, I am. Um, I'll make my way back to the inn to find Van. Okay. Be quick. Uh, Van's up in his room. You, I mean, you know the room at this point. Yeah, been there, yeah, but yeah. It's prob you're probably out. asleep at this point. It's like the middle yeah. of the night. So I imagine he like bangs on the door and wakes me up. Open the door. I like stumble in. Van. Croak, he's he's dead. What? How? That dwarf bitch. Help me get in my armor. No, wait, wait, wait. The circumstances were um Well, I suppose there's no secrets anymore. He was he he's killed Boren and was going to take over his shop tried to get the dwarf on side and she uh, turned against him 
I did what I could, but it wasn't enough. Jesus. Look, this... She saw my face. She's going to be coming for me. Either we... We go to the guards and try and frame her for this whole thing. Or we, uh... We should probably leave town. If Croak instigated that I can't frame her. She did kill him, though. What happened? Tell me everything. Croak, we... <clears throat> well, we, uh... Broke into Boren's store. And Croak, uh... I waited downstairs. And, uh, Croak came down about ten minutes later saying that Boren was dead. And that we had some more business to do, so I just followed him. He starts talking to this dwarf in a nightgown. I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to watch this. But the reality was far worse than I could have imagined. And, uh... He told her the whole plan. He just came out and said it like... Like he had no doubt that she would uh, side with him. She reached for her axe. And she broke him down. I attempted to save him, but uh, breaking my invisibility. She got a look at my face and I fled once Croak had fallen. I can't frame her for this, but we well, are in danger. I don't know if it's so much framing. I mean, we just tell the guards that she killed the knight. It's the truth. And she is ugly. Van, you remember, she's quite ugly. I understand what you mean, but... If Croak did what you said he did, I can't... He murdered Morin. He was her charge to protect. I can't frame her for what she did. Would you stand by while I did it? I can't. I'm sorry. This is... Well... I have no love for this town. I think we should leave. I had suspicions, but I never thought he would do something so brazen. I think he justified it in his head by deciding that Boren was a bad man deserving of death. Men will justify their actions in any way they can. We need to be careful. Regardless, anyway. she's probably going to come after you. Yeah, we should get Jeeves. I think we should leave tonight. Perhaps. I think there's a chance that we wake up with guards tomorrow at the end. That's a good point. We need to get out of town. Go and oh. get Jeeves. Bring him here. And pick up the dogs. Actually, I don't know, Neil, can I leave the dogs in my in-room? Yeah. Okay. Van, go and get Jeeves. Bring the carriage here. Of course. And help me in my armor first. I want to be prepared for whatever might come our way. All right. Yeah. I help. I help Van into his armor. Right. Imagine that cuts down on a couple of minutes or something. Yeah, there's rule, specific rules for it. Um, I think when you have any sort of armor like that, it's considered you have help putting it on usually. Yeah. Um. Cover up his glistening chest. One breastplate at a time. God, we didn't get that fucking field plate. You can always come oh, back. No. That's true. I can always do the I can do the measurements at any time. So if we come back any time in the next few months. All this fucking money. All this money, Van. Maybe it's in his room. Uh yes, we we shouldn't leave his things here. I try and open the door to Croak's room. It's unlocked. It's locked. Yeah. It's unlocked. 
Did he like leave his backpack or anything, or did he always take it with him when he went heisting? Left, you had it on you, Greg. All right. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Um. We'll make our own way in the world, man. That money was ill, ill-gotten anyway. This is true. We. It's uh, time we spread our wigs. We can't live under the sucker of croaks. Love forever. Right. Well, we can mark this up to two cities. Croak has gotten me kicked out of. Look, maybe we can uh, we can head to your armor and pick up the armor in its current state. You might be able to get it finished somewhere else. We could have Jeeves take us there. The problem is the blacksmith has been paid in advance. He wouldn't take kindly to having the payment revoked. I think what we should do, we should leave for now, get out of town and come back and just keep our heads down, find a new inn. You think? Yes. It's going to take multiple months for the armor. I don't think we need to avoid an entire city just because this dwarf woman. They're not the smartest of creatures. I'm not sure if you saw Baron Wiley's attitude. I know full well that they're not very smart. All right, well, uh, I'll wait here. For now, we we should make way to Clydesdale. That seems reasonable. Go get Jeeves. Yes. See if you can't... Uh, fuck. Can we afford another horse? Uh, I can't. I don't I don't have very much money. We'll just have to make do with the one horse. We've probably lost some weight without croak around anyway. That's a good point. All right. I'll go get Jeeves. And then... Uh, Van goes downstairs. He gets Jeeves, wakes him up, and says we need to get out of town. Like, we're heading back to Clydesdale. All right. He prepares the horses, the horse... And the cart um, helps you guys load your things in there and asks, uh, where's Master Croak? He's decided to stay on, Redport. We've had a disagreement of sorts. Very good, sir. Uh, To Clydesdale at this hour. Yes, it's, it's imperative that we make haste. He looks a little nervous, but he gets everything ready and... Don't guys... don't be too worried. In a pinch, Malachi has a way to produce a solid bout of light. We should we, we will not need to fight in the dark if it comes to it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should give him my stuff to carry on the to like attached to the the carriage. Well, I don't want it to be like a beacon in the dark. Yeah, okay. I don't want yeah, to be it would be. If we need it. it would be sweet though. You have a lantern, right? Uh, no, I've got torches. I mean, I'm sure Jeeves has got a lantern. There's a lantern on the carriage. There's bound to be. Okay. I, um, Neil, I head down to the bar tender and settle our tab. Sure. It is settled. Okay. And I, uh, I wait in the, the main in room with, uh, Wolf and Bear to get ready for Van to arrive in the carriage. All right. Uh, everyone arrives and you guys take off. You get yeah. to the gate and there's some guards on duty kind of lazily watching the gate. They see you guys pull up in your carriage, and one of them stops you and goes, Whoa, it's it's well past midnight. What are you Did guys you not doing? Hear? There's now? important news in Ratburg. I kind of gesture back to Malachi and say, We were the party that went and attempted to slay the were rat that had taken nest in Ratburg last get, get, get out of here. I don't I don't give a shit. For the record, Neil, I stay in the carriage. If, if they come in to see my face, then fair enough, but I don't show my face. No, no, no. They just stop Jeeves. Yeah. And then we uh, we walk out of town and we go to Clydesdale late at night. All right, it's a three day trip to Clydesdale. Oh really? Wait, is there somewhere closer to Redport? Like a small? Not a major town. There's lots of little villages surrounding the countryside. If so you can like stop a... off in these little villages, they probably won't have an actual inn in any of them. 
Is there like a town big enough to have an inn that's closer? Like we don't need to go to something as big as Clydesdale, just somewhere that's not in Redport. Uh, they're unlikely to have inns. These are all just okay. villages and hamlets. Could we change our approach here then? If um, if if it's a three-day journey to Clydesdale, I'm going to suggest to... I, I think Van would know that because we just traveled yeah. that road. Um, so I think instead I would suggest that we just find a new inn to stay at. We just yeah, don't Jeeves all know, right? He's from Clydesdale. Jeeves, where's an inn close to here that we can get to tonight? Like, not even leaving the city. I just think we need to go to another part of town at the very least. Like, I don't want to go on a three-day journey, especially if we're not leaving tonight. But, yeah. um... Or especially if we are leaving tonight. But, um... I think we're better off... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think we're safer if we just relocate to another part of the city than if we start traveling the road to Clydesdale at night. The Feather Down is in a different oh. part of the city. Is there no inns outside of the city that you could take us to, Jeeves, tonight? No, sir. You try my patience, Jeeves. Sorry, Don't take sir. it out on him. I'm sorry. All right, look. We should it's go to the other down. Okay, is this happening before we walk through the gates? We don't, like, turn around yeah, and go yeah. back through. I, I think I, I would mention that beforehand. Like, if I knew, if I thought three-day journey to Clydesdale, I wouldn't be like, okay, let's get the carriage ready and then just leave town. I'd just be like, all right, Jeeves, you'll find us at the Feather Down. Okay. So you guys just book it to the Feather Down instead. <sighs> yeah, all right. Uh, I, um, on the way, I asked Malachi if he has any way of, like proofing an in-room for us, like magically sealing it or making it so that it wouldn't be snuck into without us uh, knowing. Not tonight. Tonight I'm not so worried about it. I'm saying for an extended stay in Redboard, I think we should be on our toes the entire time we're here. Fine, I, I really think that we should leave in the morning. Perhaps. If you're scared of traveling the road at night, then it's fair enough, I understand, but I think we should leave. Even if we have to stop in one of these villages and purchase somebody's barn for the night. I think it's safer than staying here. You don't... Croak was quite brash in this whole thing. He didn't... I don't think he knows for sure how many contacts Boren has. I really don't think it's safe here. <sighs> Very well. You... We'll stay in the Feather Down tonight. We'll leave. We should stay in the Feather Down tonight. I don't... Oh, God. Will you, will you stay in my room with me? Sure. We can take watches. Thank you. I'd feel much safer. You can leave in the morning. Okay. You don't have to wear your armor. It's fine. I'll wear it anyways. Hmm. Okay. All right. So I bring the dogs into the room now and Van and get some sleep. Yeah. I assume that's not that out of the ordinary, like people splitting it in a room to save cost. Yeah, definitely not that out of the ordinary. Okay. Maybe Bad for dog. a cleric and a wizard to split an in room, but you know, it takes all kinds these days to make the yeah. world go round. Exactly. Yep. Love knows no bounds. Not without a croak to get in the way of our love. <laughs> Alright. So oh, I get to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Um, I think I'll just take watch for the... Like, I was sleeping for a few hours, I assume, so I kind of take watch for the first bit of the night. Okay. Um, split with Malachi at some point. Well, I need to sleep six hours. Okay, yeah, do your six hours. I already got some sleep, and I have spells memorized that I haven't used today, so... Okay. Uh, the time passes. Uh, you guys wake up the next morning. All right, let me message you spells, Neil. Wait, can I 
can I speak with Van for 10 minutes before learning my spells or not? Sure. All right. So, aha, we're still alive, Van. Did anything happen in the night? Nothing at all. You know, I was thinking about what you said about being snuck upon. We could we could take one one dog each every night. I'm certain that no one could sneak it in the room with them around. That is true. I mean, assuming the dogs don't fall asleep themselves. Well, they they all wake easily. They're trained to be God. And that right, boy. <laughs> all right. Look, I think uh, we should probably leave, but um, I'm not sure if we should go to Ratsburg or not. In all honesty, I don't think the croak was much of much use in a fight. I mean, as evidenced, I think if he'd been more of a fighter, maybe he wouldn't be dead. Unfortunately, he is dead, but maybe we can take whatever creature this is on our own. But a part of my mind thinks that we right should now, just get Right now, here. we should get to Clydesdale. We should establish a new base of operations before we attempt going anywhere else. Agreed. I think we okay. should stay in Clydesdale at least a few weeks. We can entertain the idea of returning to Redport later after... Things have died down. Uh, yes, once the once everything's died down a little bit. I'm not involved in this, and from the sound of it, you were only tangentially. I tried to save the life of a friend. Perhaps he was in the wrong, but you can't blame me for that. Indeed. We should... It's the morning. We should make way to Clydesdale. All right, so now you guys go to Clydesdale. Yeah. All right. All right. So I send, start I'm going to send you some spells. Journey. Alright, so you guys in the light of day, acting like totally normal, innocent people, just going hey, down I'm the street. I'm not involved in any way. Right, I'm right. Acting normal. like totally normal, innocent people who've done nothing wrong, because some of you are. Uh, you exit <laughs> the town and make your way towards Clydesdale. It's a long 70 mile dusty road that winds between various hills. It is almost the first day of spring. The winter chill has almost all left the air here in this part of the world. Uh, and it's a- so the, the plan to tell Jeeves is to organize the journey so that we can stop in a, in a hamlet on the way. Mm-hmm. Of course. I, I start entertaining the idea of stopping in Ratburg with Malachi on the way. Saying, we do have three days on the road. It's likely... Is Ratburg on the way? Like, is That's it the a little general? out of the way. Is it like in the same general direction? Yeah. Like we're not going the opposite I, it'd be like a 10-mile detour. Okay. I say to... Uh, I, I bounce the idea of stopping by Ratburg and investigating a bit more off of... Malachi, cause I, did, I did collect the 40 arrows and sling bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I you marked down that you've got 20 light and sheep arrows of silver. Yeah, and I've got ten silver bullets. Good. I suppose we can pop our heads in. Yeah, you can get to Ratburg today if you'd like. Yeah, can we make that our first stop then? Sure. Uh, You swing on through Ratburg and you come back to the town. As you guys roll in in your wheelhouse, everyone stops to see what's going on here. Carriage, really, not quite a wheelhouse. <laughs> Perfect. I have exact. I'm exactly on weight to not be encumbered. Oh my god. Uh, and you guys roll on in. Peasants stop what they're doing, and as you guys open the, or as Jeeves opens the door, and you guys step out, uh, someone quickly recognizes you and comes running. 
Yeah, I um, Ben's pretty like down to business. He's still kind of reeling from the loss of Croak, like the realization that like this guy was a lot more. Um, he wasn't just sketchy; he was pretty outright evil, and that he's now dead, and everything is. Yeah, the, the peasant comes up to you going, uh, uh, Father Van Helsing! Father Van Helsing! We heard word that the some issue has returned to town. People have been died. People have been killed? About a month ago. It stopped after that. Uh, yeah, it was just three nights. Hmm. Uh, how many people were killed? A dozen. And it hasn't returned since? It's been how long? Three weeks. Three weeks. Hmm. Has anyone new arrived in the village recently? No. No, no one at all, actually. No, no one that wasn't here before. I, I, I thought you guys got rid of the, the creature. It ran off. It might have returned for vengeance. Or it might be something new. But I thought it was what's-her-name. Right? It, it was. It wa she was well, a she's wearer. certainly not... Wait, no, she's not been around. No one's seen her. If she returned in the night as a as a beast, you wouldn't have recognized her. Should we leave? Some people have already left town. My advice would be to round up the village and test them. Uh, test. Lycanthropes have a... Lycanthropes despise silver. If any of you have silver coins... I kind of reach into my pouch and say it, and I give them a few silver coins, and I say... Gather I the stop. town. Have I people. stop Van and say, Van, it doesn't... It doesn't... Uh, they're not immune to normal weapons when they're in human form. No, I mean... In human form, they would likely still have an aversion to silver. It would recoil at the touch of it. Have... Gather the town and have everyone hold these silver coins. If any recoil at the touch, you likely have a were-rat on your hands. It's possible that this person shapeshifted into a new form, killed somebody and took their place. The church bells start to ring, and within half an hour, the whole town is gathered in the town square. Okay. Then ask to make sure nobody's missing. Yeah, every, everyone's gathered. Okay. Uh, children uh, included. There's one guy who's sick, um, and someone says they'll go and run the test with him as well. Okay. I um, kind of get like a lineup. Like, I, I get a couple people from the village and Malachi to help out, and we get like a, a few different like single file lines to come through and just hold the coin one at a time. Okay. Yeah, goes nope. Everything goes fine. Uh, but there's a lot of tension in the air as each person gets past the coin. Oh, that's yeah. fine. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> ah, um,. And sure enough, everyone, everyone's fine. Tell I am. Um, uh, sorry, go on. go on. Okay, tell me, when the attacks happened, were these around the full moon? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's possible somebody was infected by the lycanthrope, transformed into a beast. That boy, the boy who was, um, there was a boy bitten by a rat. He came down with an illness last we were here. Is he still around in town? His mother was killed. Yes, his mother died while we were here. He was in the church. Everyone was... turns to look. Uh, and people step away from the young boy. Uh, Van his eyes go wide and he looks towards you. I said, don't worry, son. Hold out your hand. He There's holds a... out his hand. I put the silver coin in it. He holds it. Nothing happens? Nothing happens. Okay. Um, Van picks up the coin and says... You should make some sort of accommodations. Thick, metal, something that can't be easily ripped apart. 
and watch him the next night of the full moon. I don't think he is a werewolf, but it is possible. If he is, send somebody out for a cleric. If you can find me, that's good. Uh, we will likely be in Clydesdale at this time. Are you I, uh, saying we should lock him up? Not No, not permanently. Only around the nights of the full moon. The night of the full moon. Put him in jail. A few nights before and after, just to be safe. I would say within... Maybe a streak of five days. Two days before and two days after. And keep him locked Wait. up those nights. If he if he transforms... If he transforms, he'll turn into a mindless beast. It may not be enough to contain him, but... Send somebody for a cleric. Lycanthropy like, like can be removed. It can the be cured. priest of the town comes up and rubs the boy's shoulders, kind of holds him close and says, It'll be okay, little yeah. Jimmy. I'm sure... I'm sure that's not the case. I, uh... I whisper in Man's ear. And I say, remember the last time we tried to track this thing using a detect evil spell. Perhaps you could learn enough for tomorrow and we could gather the town once again. Hmm. That could work. The issue is I don't believe anyone infected with lycanthropy is simply evil. I think where rats are particularly hideous creatures. Yes, but those infected are not natural not natural were rats. Ah, I had not realized there was a difference. I don't believe your curses define who you are. I don't believe such magic would work. Could a magical curse be detected with magic? Yes. That that would be possible. Um, yes, I, I think I can detect curses. Let me check my spell list. Malachi, you have divination, right? I don't think I've got Detect Curse. I don't think I do either. I think I have Detect Magic that might be able to detect magical curses. No, I've got Detect Magic. Hmm. Well, we could interview everyone in the town and ask them what they were doing on the night of the full moon. They... Hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure if there's much we can do here yet. We may need to come back at a later date, closer to that night. I speak up. Where were the people killed? In their beds? Uh, no, some of them were killed in the streets. Some of them were killed in their beds. I, I, all over the place. And how were the bodies found? Ripped apart. As if by a savage animal, just like before. Well... Seems pretty cut and dry to me. This happened during the full moon. Mm -hmm. Has anyone it. left town since people left town afterwards? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's possible one of the ones who left was the lycanthrope. God, I hope so. The real danger is where they went afterwards. Mm. Tell you what, simply. Have some people stay awake on the night of the full moon. If you see any suspicious activity, something that suggests somebody is turning, tell them to run. They need to get out of town and they need to send a messenger over to, um... Clydesdale. Clydesdale, yes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, where... So wait, the bodies were ripped apart. Are they in, like, the same general location? Well, different bodies were... were done on different days. Hmm different folks, I guess. They weren't bodies when it when it started. Does that make sense, Van? Surely if it's turned by the full moon, then it would only be on one day. I don't know if 
days near it matter. It's possible that it lingers for multiple days. My... Perhaps it was simply the were-rat returning for revenge. I don't know. All I can tell you is that you should prepare for the next night of the full moon. If we can come back by then, we will. If not, keep an eye out yourselves. Have a small watch set up to keep an eye on any suspicious activity going on in town. Neil, I've got uh, I've got the were-rat's hairbrush, if you remember. Yes, you do. I would like to... Uh, I feel like this could work. I'd like to give the scent to Wolf and Bear and have them just meander through the crowd. I think the scent would have been long lost by now. You've been carrying this hairbrush in your bag with all of your gear for a long time. Solid arguments. Alright. It's got hair on it, though, you know. It does have her hair. That's true. Alright, I'll put it back then. If it ain't gonna work. I, I don't think there's anything we can do while we're here. I think we'll have to return at a later date. I think we should try the detect evil in the morning. If it is the wear out returning, it might be holed up in town somewhere. You might be able to spot it. It's possible. My concern is that there would be other evil people, not simply the not simply the wear rat. Is it the same as the detect magic spell? Can you see the severity of the evil? That's a great question. I'm sure this creature would be as bad as it comes. Looking right now, where even is it? When he cast that spell, would it have? Would he have seen Croak as evil? No. For player characters to be regarded as evil, they have to be like ninth level or higher and strongly aligned. Detect oh, evil okay. really only works on like monstrous things that are innately Sorry? strongly yeah. evil. Like werewolves. Like a werewolf, a werewolf, undead. But I don't think an ogre would necessarily radiate evil. Yeah. Definitely so it would be an effective spell to track it down if it was still in town, because it wouldn't just highlight any person who was a bit mean. That could work. I'm looking through the spell list right now. I can't find it for some reason. I thought it'd be in Divination, but it's not here. Ball, maybe? I don't have Guardian. Necromantic? No. Protection? Might be Protection. It's, uh, it's... It's sphere all. Oh, all. Yep. Okay, you're right. I almost never look in that. <laughs> Evil from any creature, object, or your character line is only revealed under unusual circumstances. Characters who are strongly aligned don't from them, or at least ninth level. And fourth emanation. It does say dim, faint, moderate, strong, or overwhelming. Yeah, so I, I guess I can do that in the morning. I say I can I can perform one last test. I, I get, note that I cannot guarantee certainty, but I, we can stay the night and in the morning cast a spell to. If there is a were rat in your midst, there's a good chance it would find it. If it's still in the town, we should be able to track it down. If it's not among you, if it's if it's not taking the form of one of the villagers, it will. Um, Obviously, I wouldn't find it, but if it is here, there's a good chance I would be able to detect its presence. So I think we need to stay the night. They nod. Okay. Uh, there, there's a barn available for you. Okay. I um, I asked Malachi if he has any magic to help secure the barn once we're inside. No, I'm we afraid not. We need to take watches then. I need to get at least six hours. Can you... um? 
Yeah. We'll do, um... I mean, do we just do six and six? Well, we've got the dogs, right? We should be all right. I mean, I would feel safer if we did... I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, I'd feel safer if we did six and six, but we don't have to. How jumpy are the dogs, Neil? Like, you know, say I'm in the ho if I'm in my in-room and somebody walks down the hall, do they bark? No, not if they walk down the hall. But if someone starts rattling your door, yeah. They bark. Well, um... Van, I think, I think it'll be fine. Trust. They will. They seem we're in, loyal. We're amongst friends here. Yes, they seem like loyal hounds. We could always ask Jeeves to keep watch. I pay him enough gold for it. <laughs> that is possible. He doesn't have to memorize spells in the morning. Really, I mean, he, it's about time he helped out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Van asked Jeeves to help with the watch for part of the night, at least. Sure. He, he can watch from the top of his carriage, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. you guys go to bed. Yeah. Do we wake up in the morning? You do. Okay, that's good. Uh, oh, before I went to sleep, then I have to, I'll, um, I don't know, I'll burn an entangle in the forest. Sure. And take Detect Evil. Alright, so we need to gather the town again, so I guess we do that once we're awake and have everything ready. Alright, I'm gonna change the spell up here, Neil. I'm gonna put out Stinking Cloud and get Irritation instead. Okay. We gather up the town, and I'm going to cast Detect Evil once everybody's there, and once we're sure they're all accounted for. They're all accounted for, except for the one sick guy, uh, who was okay. tested with the coin and came back fine. Okay. Uh, you detect evil on them all, and detect no evil from anyone. Okay. I um, I say that it's possible there's still an infected lycanthrope, but I highly doubt the original were-rat, the true were-rat, is back in, back in town. Greg turned his camera off. I turned his camera off myself. I ruined right. it. I did exactly what I asked him not to do because I am a fool. <sighs> you can oh. turn it back on. I can turn it back on, but then... Oh, yeah, actually. No, I can't. I can't turn it back on. I can only ask him to turn it back on. Oh, no. Oh, Neil, what way to do that? All right, I'll, I'll fix the overlays. In the meantime... Um, sorry, what are you guys doing again? Uh, if I say, so once I don't detect evil, I say, uh, it's highly unlikely the true were-rat has returned. However, there is a chance that the lycanthrope is in town. It's also very possible that they left town. Um, but keep, keep, set up a watch to keep watch during the night, uh, during the nights around the full moon, about five days straight. And you should be, you should be fine. Hmm. They nod, uh, in agreement. All right, I guess we go to leave them to the next town on the way to uh, Clydesdale, and I say to Van on the way, perhaps we could return on the night of full moon. Perhaps. Uh, if we, we'll see what happens when we reach Clydesdale. We have to, we have to establish a new life for ourselves in the coming weeks. Hmm, I actually have another plan. Neil, can I can I change my spell to what I just learned or not? Sure. You haven't done anything yet today. Yeah. So instead of irritation, I'll earn. Learn ESP. Okay. And when the whole crowd's gathered, I will cast it and just. As Van's casting his spell of Detect Evil, which he announces, I'll cast ESP and read the surface thoughts of everyone in range just to try and see if there's any, like, panic. What's the duration of ESP? 
one round per level, but it says, uh, oh no, one creature per round. Ah, sorry. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I cast it. Uh, I'll read the surface thoughts of some of some people. Actually, no, I won't. I'll just save it. Okay. Yeah, mind. Imagine if you try to do it on everyone at once, though. You just hear this jumbled mass of just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right, I guess so we have to get back on the road to Clydesdale. Not much we can do for Ratberg at the moment. All right, you guys head back on the road to Clydesdale. Um, and journey the rest of the day fairly peacefully. You see plenty of other travelers on the road. Well, not plenty, but a few other travelers on the road. You run across... Oh. You know, I'm learning some spell snails during this whole time. On so yesterday as well. You're oblivious to everything then. Uh, in yeah. fact, Van Helsing, you're also in the carriage, so you can look Oh, I, wa I walk alongside it for the most part. Okay. So then you see people on the road. That's just how okay. you typically do. Nothing unusual. Uh, you stop at a village or a hamlet all along the way again, I think, seeking refuge somehow. Yeah. Yeah, we could stay in a barn. Yeah. Uh, someone is kind enough to let you stay in the barn. Uh, okay. They ask some coin, but we'll just roll that in your monthly expenses. I imagine it's like a couple of copper. Yeah. Um, I'm doing two days of spell learning a day now, so I think it's been two days of travel now, so. Uh, I have come right, to the end so of you fail web. Holy shit, mom. I know, man. The orange wow. Jesus is not with the party today. You are. You are screwing me, royally. Alright, what's next? Um. Uh, Fist of Stone, then, I guess. What's the second level? First level. First what? level. First level. Okay. Yep. And 75% chance to learn. Yep. Well, what are the odds if you don't learn this one? <laughs> yeah. You're right. I should definitely learn it. Anyway, it's a, a pleasant and joyous day as you travel. I guess if you're learning at twice the rate, you're spending yes. 16 hours a day in study. Literally yes. just sitting in the carriage doing nothing but reading. Yeah, I guess you're a wizard. You're bookish. You, you love to do that sort of thing. Uh, by the end of the day, you've also failed Fist of Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, nice. add it to the list of failed wow. spells. Uh, I failed like everything on this list, basically. Uh, strength is up next. That's level 2. Okay. Oh my god. Dude, your rolls. Yeah. Alright. It's nail fudge in the rolls, it's obvious. 75% uh, chance. Yes. But you know, the, you no... failed the last three, so it's got to be like a ninety percent chance this time, yeah, right? Think... That's how statistics work. Yeah, I think we descend by last time. And this is a level two spell. Yeah. Uh, which one is it? Strength. Strength. I actually really like not having the limit of spells per level that you can do without the optional rule. It's nice, considering wizards get fuck all for number of spells cast per day. Yeah. But, like, I mean, even if we use that rule, I could still learn 14 spells per level. That's still a lot. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. Have you hit that at all with any of your things? No. So, we're alright. Um, are we getting to Clyde Cell the next day then? Uh, sometime during this day, but not quite yet. Okay. So I swap Irritation uh, ASP back out for Stinking Cloud. So I just read Van's thoughts a little bit. Yeah. Some after after a last experience, I um, Van regularly, like looks up at the sky after the last Griffin encounter that we had. Like just every couple of minutes, he's like, "Oh shit!" And he looks up at the sky and probably doesn't see anything. Don't worry, Van. We killed one before. So I actually start having a conversation with you. I take a break from my study and come out of the carriage at some point and talk to you. And I say, let's think about it. Let's, what happens to Croak and all his belongings and Boren's shop the day we leave town? Possessed by the city? I'm sure they would have no trouble taking in those possessions. Unless... Uh, what would that dwarf do, though? She finds thousands of gold on Croak's body. She, I doubt she would turn it in. Boren's dead. Does she? Boren is dead. If he has any form of inheritance, I imagine it would go to whoever that is. And if he doesn't, his shop would likely be repossessed by the city. Hmm. I'm thinking in the sort of right terms here, Neil. As somebody who lived in society, like was a pretty high up cleric. Yeah. If, understand the law. If there's no next of kin, the city takes it. Okay. The last thing we want to do is get back to town and find the that dwarfs. Wielding the power that Boren previously wielded. Mm. I do Shit. want to go back to town. I do want to um, tie up loose ends there. It I, might be best that you make that journey alone. I could. I strongly disagree, but we'll we'll work it out. We have a number of Are weeks we? to worry about this. Okay. Um. Uh, actually, yeah, you guys get to the city. Yeah. So no, no random encounter. No random encounter, but the monster declined the attack. Oh. You know, yeah, when you've right. got a carriage pulled by horses, giant spiders feel a little less like attacking. Okay. You yeah, know, you're, you're not a tasty target. You're just big box and a large animal that's too big for them. So we get to Clydesdale. Like check us into a decent inn. Yeah. Uh, stable up the horse. Uh, you know, I, I buy a room for Jeeves as well. And, it's expected. Uh, as well. And, it's uh, expected. Yes. I drop a couple of extra gold if it means I can bring the dogs in the room. Otherwise, if they don't care, then... Uh, you can bring the dogs in no matter what. So we get settled down that night, right? Get all our stuff off the carriage, like, get our rooms in, and then we're sitting down in the, in the bar that night. Okay. Well, uh, Van, we've made it here. Feel somewhat without purpose. I had a good thing going with that elf back in Redport, but now I don't know where to go. Neither do I. We Why? need to find work for the next few weeks. We can't. Um, we can't go for too long without making some sort of income. Perhaps you could speak to the church here. <laughs> See if there's anything that requires our aid. They would likely take me in. I'm not sure about you. I could ask. I meant more. Uh, you know, extra town activities. Oh, some uh, artifacts returned, some people protected, some monsters killed. Uh, we, sh we should go talk to them at some point. We can go together for that. 
all of that gold and wealth just given to a dwarf it doesn't sit right with me that's probably how that other guy became fucking barren murdered someone it's, it's a good possibility god we- damn it I hate dwarves <laughs> I look around is there any dwarves in the bar god please don't get Malachi killed too <laughs> Uh, let's see the dwarven population in... Van, as you, like, shout that, Van says, One race we've learned not to be trusted. Yes. No. I thought I was just, a. Uh, there's no dwarves. No dwarves. You look around, it's a ton of humans, but there's a couple of dirty halflings over in the corner. They're cousins of dwarves. <laughs> halflings are cool. Um, they just smoke weed all day. Yeah, I let the halflings go from my wrath for now. Uh... I don't know, Van. I've tried to forget about it by reading reading my books, but nothing seems to be going my way, I think. I don't know. Perhaps I uh, enjoyed the company of Kel Croak more than I care to believe. Our party feels two members too short. Do you know, though, he was the one who had the problem with hiring permanent mercenaries. That is true. We could we could look into bringing somebody on board. You know, it's my philosophy of mine always to find the silver lining. When Corny died, I got an extra winter blanket. When Croak died, we got some permanent party members. <laughs> an extra winter blanket? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's the, the silver, silver lining of Corny's death. <laughs> I legit still, like? I still get sad when I think back at how Bijan got like knocked out of the show so early on because Corny yeah, was a cool character. It's bad. I feel I do feel bad for giving him shit, <laughs> but I think that's fine. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, you know I think uh, we're at a, we're at a juncture here, Van. We either get an early night and try and do something productive tomorrow, or we we get shit faced. Jeeves, what say thee? I say we get shit-faced and then do something well, productive sir. in the morning. <laughs> Don't talk to us such fucking lip, Jeeves. <laughs> What's your turn? <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. I think we get what shit-faced on really yeah, we bad beer. We get drunk. On really, really bad beer. Okay. You guys get shit-faced, and why don't we take a break here okay good i i'm completely scatterbrained as a player you know yeah. what is this oh just a good this might be a good place to wrap up for today i know it's yeah, in the middle of a session but i think i, I have all no too idea scatterbrained and yeah you're out of immediate danger let's just wrap it up let's yeah, just okay finish let's, we, we can talk a little bit after the show too because i think we have to figure some stuff out yeah, yeah yeah so um oh my god experience Hey, successful heist. So I'm going to go and lawyer that I should get experience for the heist since I helped him figure out where all the magic shit was. Sure. So as it work, we split Croak's XP between us, right? Yeah. Uh, not Croak's character's experience, but uh, okay. all the things that happened are just split between the two of you. Okay. Nice. Okay. I actually meant that we oh, split I, all yeah. the XP, but... <laughs> Like, you know, Croak had 50,000 experience. Yeah, no, just, we, don't, we don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> How much do we get for getting the thief killed? 
player has a clever idea. Nothing else. Uh, Crow some clever hand. ideas. What? Crow cut some clever ideas. Yeah, it's individual awards. You don't get his individual uh, okay. awards. Uh, right. What about the coin test for the like? Yeah, groups? that's what I was going to say. Who, whoever did that mark 50. Okay. Uh, idea that saves the party. Well, Malachi could have had an idea that saves the party, but he didn't. What idea was that? I don't know, but you let Croak die. <laughs> well, your fault. He got himself killed. I, I could have saved him by not rolling a two, but... Yeah, that's true. That, that was two. such a... I mean, it happens. Eventually, you're going to roll badly. That was just a really terrible time to roll badly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd roll well on all my sleep spells until that point. Average of 2d4 is four and a half, so. Yeah. It's five, five actually. Five, right? yeah, five. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, player role plays his character well. Why don't you both mark 200? Priest, uh, 50 experience I've... for the detect magic. And detect evil. Uh, yeah, 50 experience for both of those. Wizard, you did two invisibilities. I cast quite a lot of spells. Two invisibility, two invisibility is magic missile asleep. asleep. That sounds like 300 experience to me. Two invisibility is 200. Yeah, magic missile asleep is 300. Yeah. Oh my god. I learned a spell, did I? Did I learn one spell? <laughs> did I fail them all? I think I failed you them all. You failed it all. That's yeah. so bad. It was not a good spell learning day for you. 75% chance, though. I mean, you've got good odds. Yes. Oh, wait, uh, you did learn strength. I'm sorry. Oh, hey. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, you get 50 experience, uh, 100 experience for learning strength. 200. Oh, it's the second level. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, uh, Neil. So, uh, one thing I want to mention, I think there's a typo in the book that you're reading. Whatever you're using for the individual. I think it's... um. Because on another edition, there's a experience get experience gained for casting spells that further the priest's ethos, and I think that's like the replacement for wizards getting experience for researching spells. That is, they're both in here. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if that was in there or not. Yeah, well, you just haven't done anything that furthers your ethos. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if we were because uh, I'd never heard you mention it before, and I noticed right. it about a week ago or something, and I was like, oh, I should probably bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do anything that really is like a, a cheese, in encouraging or you know, something that really helps your goddess. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, then you get like super experience for that, I think. All right. It's, I think it's 100 per level or something. Yeah, it's a 100 experience per successful use of a granted power that furthers your ethos. No, it's a uh, spells overcast spells overcast uh, to overcome problems are worth 100 XP when you're doing it in service to your god rather than 50 XP when it's whatever. Okay. Um, born experience. It's always hard to tally. Uh, he was a fifth level thief. Oh, so he wasn't in magically asleep. I, I was not expecting him to be zeroth level because he did mention that he used to be in the thieving business himself and then he got into supply or something. He's particularly powerful as well, Neil. <laughs> so. He is? Well, he held a lot of sway in in the way that a third level fighter with magical armor might be worth more XP. A fifth level thief that has connections all around town might be worth more. I see. Yes. Uh, uh, 
I didn't think it would ever happen that Croak would die. Yeah, no, I, I thought one of us would go first, honestly. Yeah. Because it. Well, okay, time, I thought if he didn't die to Boren, he yeah. would die after one of us. Because it's it's mainly me and you that are on the. Although last time it was Croak, dodging the Griffin. That's true, but then yeah. it was. Well, he wasn't that low though. No. And it, I think it was me taking the spear to the gut that was the closest we've come recently. Yeah. If I'd have learned three sleep instead of a magic missile. You each get 1,400 for Boren's death, even if you weren't sure. present for it. Nice. Uh, why do we call that 1,400 for Croak's death? Something like that. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, do we get quest experience for the whole heist? No. Yeah. It failed. Because it didn't really work, did it? <laughs> Like you, you got if you had I still succeeded. successfully gathered the loot that you had gotten from Borum's Emporium, I might have given you some quest experience for that. But okay. you, your your thief died, and all of the loot that you got, plus all of the thief's loot that he'd been gathering, is gone. Yeah. It's a, a bad yeah. Was there was there something awesome in there that I would have wanted? I think that's it. Oh yeah, there was a. Let's just have a, a quick moment where we. Yeah, go on. Let's look at what we could have had. What was in Borum's Emporium? That didn't Actually, finish no, getting please searched. don't do that. I, it's going to make me sad when I realize all the shit that he passed up on. Uh, a mithril dagger. I already got one of them. Cool. Yeah, a matched pair of magical throwing daggers, plus three. They do 2d4 damage on hit. They're Fuck. plus three to hit and damage. Uh, 2d4 plus three? Yes. With Holy plus three to hit. Shit. With plus three to hit. Um, we, we, Croak probably would have killed her if he'd gotten the early initiative. And just there were four potions of healing and a potion of fire breath and a scroll of shatter. Well, the scroll would have been nice, but those daggers, though. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff in Borum's Emporium that he had tucked away. Well, it makes me feel better that the best item was for Crook. Well, that's it for Hardcore Heroes today, guys. Nice, nice. I'm nice, nice. I'm at 13,189. And uh, what a session it was. Um, Croak, Greg, it's not going to be the same without you, man. I don't think he's here. I don't think he's here either. He's gone, but he's gone. if you watch the VODs to finish this up, know that you will be extraordinarily missed. Yes, Croak uh, and Greg was a great roleplay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Remember that him was uh, don't worry though, you probably will still get to see some of him on shenanigans from time to time whenever he's got free time. And that means Malachi, uh, not Malachi, Nick and Sean, you guys are also always free to swing by through shenanigans if you want to play yeah, a great I think what's yeah. going to happen is whenever I wind up dead on Hardcore Heroes, because I'm going to be playing D&D &D with another group on Sundays, right. but I'll probably be able to move it to Saturday since that would work better for them all anyways. Mm -hmm. Whenever Van gets himself killed. But I did level and I should probably um, level Level three spells. Yeah, level three spells. Oh, that's big. Nice. Yeah. I'll roll the HP. I was about to do that in chat. Good job. There we go. D8 plus one, so probably a two. Four. Not terrible. <laughs> Just to round out the day of everything. Yeah. Mediocre rolls, yeah. Slightly under average. So I'm up to 26 max HP. What are some of the highlight spells you've got? Uh, I get a spell called Tree that quite literally just turns me into a tree. 
that is uh, completely indistinguishable from any <laughs> normal tree whatsoever. And all of my stuff changes with me, so I can just become a tree at any given moment. And Wait, you get magical vestment, though. Uh, yeah, I do. I get magical vestment. It's useless for me, but it might be useful for you. I think you get cure serious wounds. No, that's fourth level, but I do get um, cure. I do get uh, cure disease. I get remove curse. Mm. I get what's, um, what's a breathing? Hmm. What's oh, a breathing? I might not have that sphere. Mm. No, that's elemental. Uh, elemental. Okay. Summon insects. Conjure uh, animal. I do have summon insects. I do have hold animals. That one's really good. Hold animal, nice. Locate object. <laughs> Did you get that? Shit, where did I leave my keys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't get that many. Like, if I were if I were really trying to power game this, I would have just chosen Martha at the beginning because she has all the good spheres and more spheres. You're what level about? five, you said? Yeah, level five. Okay. Uh, when you hit level four, you should have gotten, I think, non-weapon and weapon... Well, no, we're not doing proficiencies. That's not yeah. a thing. Yeah. Never mind. Do you have weather? Weather? Spirit. No, I don't. Uh, weather call lightning. Yeah. I know, dude. It's so good. I wanted Anim that so bad, but no. Animate dead? Uh, is it necromantic? Yeah, I do have that. Oh, shit. It's time to get revenge for Croak by becoming glitches. On dead Croak? Zombie Croak following you around? Holy shit, yeah, we could do that. Oh my god. If they... Where would they put his body? No, they probably like... Wait, does it have some level of intelligence to it when you animate dead? No, it's a mindless undead. Oh damn! I was just hoping get, we could get Croak to get come back. And feel like a really just like shambling uh, version of himself. He can't say any words. He can just make complex grunts. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how long it'll be before I start making jokes about Croak. Too soon. Like, soon. Just like Next corny. Week. It'll always yeah. be too soon. Yeah. All right, but that's it for our show today, guys. Um, rest in peace, Greg. You can also find Greg on his Twitch channel, Greg Hansen. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Something. There might be some numbers or letters. I think no, it's, it's just, just straight Greg, Greg Hansen. Hansen. Uh, where I think he's playing some Final Fantasy Tactics, not immediately, but in general. I think he does it on Fridays. And then he does campaign building Mondays or Tuesdays. Cool. All right. Peace out, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.